Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Tuesday Show. I'm Walter David. I'm James Chen. Let me make sure I have everything paused and we're at least muted. Okay, good. Excellent. We're good. Fantastic. All right. Here's what we're talking about today. It's these various topics. We're going to be starting off with the Asia premiere. Oh, hang on a second. This microphone should not be on. There you go. All right, we're good now. We're going to be talking about the Asia premiere and the Momochi news that is associated with it. We're mm -hmm. going to be talking about a bunch of other tournament results. Some cool stuff happened. We're going to be talking about Shizumaru. There's new tech in MK11 I wanted to address. We got some cool 5-5 five, five matchup topics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, we have so many that I'm sad we're only going to get to like one or two of them. There actually is some cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, we could just go through a bunch of them. Just, just... Yeah, that kind of defeats the point of the poll. That's breaking so, yeah, the rules. Uh -huh, yeah, it's true, it's true, it's true. And then there's other news as well. Gear, Grand Blue, a bunch of stuff to talk about, to be honest. Grand it's, Blue, uh, I didn't even know about the Grand Blue stuff. Okay, really? Okay. You didn't watch TGS and the news and whatnot? I saw a bunch of stuff. I didn't see any Grand Blue well, stuff. So, okay, all right. All right. All right. So. All right. So, let's begin by talking about the CPT Asia premiere. This is one of three super premieres during the year for Street Fighter V. Yes. It has previously been that only Evo held that position of, like, the maximum points. Mm -hmm. But now it's including this one as well, and so it was mega stacked. There were a billion people in it, uh, over a thousand players, and players from, of course, Japan, which is where it took place, but, you know, across East Asia and North America were there, and Latin America and Europe, and basically everywhere. Right, yeah, and... There, what, you already mentioned that we, there was like over a thousand entries over there. Of course, a lot of them. I mean, it was a weird format. They had 128 pools, and so, so most pools had eight players in there. This was a very odd thing, and in fact, to the point where Anti, you know Anti. I do know Anti. Uh, qualified out of winner's bracket from his pool. Nice work. That must have taken a lot of effort. I'm sure he's very proud of himself. He wasn't there. I see. <laughs> no, I, know. I heard about that, yeah. He wasn't there. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, who knows how many of the thousand plus who entered actually were there. Right, exactly. exactly. But that's how tournaments go. It's Especially if it's a free-to-enter kind of thing, and it's, yeah. at a, it's at a convention, so, like, yeah. largely... It was at Tokyo Game Show. Yeah, right. so a lot of people were probably like, oh, this is cool, but I'm going to go and check this out, and oops, oh, well, whatever, right, you know, right, right. kind of thing totally. like that. So, totally. Yep. But still... Regardless, very well attended, extremely strong talent pool, mm -hmm. right? I mean, a very good tournament. Uh, I watched um, part of it live, and I watched a substantial amount the next day. Yeah, because we were going on super you guys, late. You guys did a Pacific time zone restream. I don't. I mean, you. I get Look, it. Okay, you. I was. I was that's prime. I your was time. molded for this task here. It's prime, James. Chen's which is hours. why I always do those overnight restreams. You yeah. know, because it's like yeah. whatever. I'm up. I just don't I'm know up. how Jeremy and Steven Dude, stay alive. I'll tell you this right now, and this is no knock against either of them or whatever. But on Sunday, yeah. I could tell Jeremy was really tired. Dude, here's a, here's a funny tale. Uh, I was watching the archives the next day, and uh, my uh, wife comes in, and she's like. Those guys are like asleep. <laughs> you need to get better commentators. And I was like, these guys are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These guys are great. But it was like three in the morning. Right, right? Yeah. So and she was like, oh, okay. All right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. that's hilarious. 
Yeah, they were definitely both very tired. Yeah. You could tell. And I was like, man, I felt bad for these guys. I was like, you should have just, you know, hit me up. I would have yeah. been there and been like, yeah. yo, I know, 3 yeah. a.m., yeah. aren't you guys awake? Come on. I know, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, man. It's funny. Anyway, it was fun to watch. A lot of good matches, for sure. It was sure. fun to commentate, too, as well. So, although, I will say... Um, uh, you know, just to kind of address something that Giuna and Majin Obama were talking about and stuff, a lot of them seemed kind of upset that there was no on-site commentary. For sure, for that sure. That we were doing the restream here in the U.S. Look, they, they Sejam messaged me and was like, hey, are you free this Saturday? We, we, we need a commentary. And I was like, I'm totally down. I'm going to do it. But I would prefer it to be on-site. For sure. I would not want it to... I don't want this to be a norm. Yeah. By any stretch of the imagination because... When we're not there, we lose a lot of information. Yeah. One, we don't get the ambiance. Yeah. And three, you know, I, I just think that you're kind of taking away opportunities. And I guess this will kind of yeah. go into some of the topics we'll get into later. But, like, you know, just having the production staff there and then having the, you know, uh, other commentators get to do these kind of things. I just feel like it's taking away opportunities that, you know, for teams to do cool things that's all so well yeah I, th I think it's disappointing but um i don't know yeah did, did, did you get a reason why is there like a oh no i i i was just called to ask to do yeah. it and i was like all right i'll do Fair it enough. and you know it was as official as possible it wasn't just a standard restream we even got a big capcom backdrop that yeah, we had to that. put up in uh say jam's home and almost died basically trying to put that thing because the room was small oh and I that see, I thing see. is gigantic and okay. we're like standing on chairs and trying to like velcro things and everything and like oh, yeah great. it was uh it was it was a fun kind of a, uh -huh. a little uh exercise but yeah <laughs> okay all right well anyway it was a lot of fun to watch uh like i said i mean the talent pool was just incredible so you know you even go down to i'm looking at like 33rd right 49th, Cien, Problem X, players God. like that, right? What? I didn't even know Problem X was there because I don't even think I commented any of his matches. 49th. 65th oh had players like Kichipama who just got second place at another one. Like, oh Bonchan God. ended up, I think, even further down than that. I'm looking for him right oh, now. Oh, Bonchan went two and two. Yeah, he lost I to think a it was player. like Although, I did see that there was um, a video of him playing against the Fung and he might have been using Nash or something like that. Hmm. So I'm not sure if Bone Chan was just like, I'm tired. Like I don't wanna like go all in on this or maybe he was like, look, let some somebody else get some points or something. But there's money on the line too. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I don't but... know if that's <laughs> And then ninety seventh were like Hot Dog twenty nine, who just won a premiere. Yep. And, you know, Verlorn, Kaba's up there, YHC Mochi, Alex Myers. The so point Nash, is... Nash is good against Fang, some people are saying in the chat. Do you feel like that's the case? Uh, I, would, I wouldn't know, really, to be okay, honest. I haven't okay. been playing Fang lately. Okay. Uh, Trashbox okay. is up there, right? I mean, just the point is, Menardi. Point is, mega stacked. So yep. you go down to, like, the ninth places, and that's where Fujimura, Takeuchi, Punk, and Itazan ended up. Mm -hmm. And then seventh places were Tokido and Phenom. Fifth were Shuto and Big Bird. Fourth, Gachikun. Third, Angry Bird. Second, Mago. And winner was Victrix Momochi. Right. So it's all about September Mago. For sure. Still doing his thing right there. But then, uh, shout out to the birds. 
The birds. Big Bird the birds. and Angry Bird. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's got. I mean, Big Bird is fresh off of a super premiere second place. Finish. Right. And here he is. What third place? Oh, I'm sorry. That was Angry Bird. Fifth, fifth place. place. Fifth place. But then there's Momochi, right? Yeah. Who is all, clearly the if the tournament is big and it's in Japan, I win. <laughs> Basically right. Yep, Evil Japan winner, of course. Yep. It wasn't on the CPT, so he didn't get points for that, but he got a buttload of points for this one. Yeah, and he got a lot of points for this one. He got a lot of points for this points one. This Congratulations one. to him on those points. <laughs> we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Uh, but yeah, Mago doing great again, like you mentioned. That's really cool that it seems like in the month of September and later, he just really turns it on. Um, the birds are... Look, I mean, I was talking about this on Twitter. They are so good... Their scene is strong. It's not just these two people. Okay, mm-hmm. the scene in the in the sort of Gulf region there in the Middle East is legit. And while I understand that there are reasons, including sort of fear of safety of people, not for violence necessarily, but if, you know, could you ask somebody who's LGBT to come over? It's like a you know, I don't know. I get it. I, I at least there needs to be an online Middle East regional. At least, at least, for sure. There's just too much talent there. Yeah, and it's funny, too, because I had talked about this, too, uh, during the stream, actually. One of the things that I commented was, like, you know, with the recent success of Arslan Ash and, you know, coming out of Pakistan, and all of us are like, whoa, look at these guys in Pakistan. This is amazing. Shout-outs to Nasser. Because we're not even at a point right now where we're like, whoa, look at these guys right, from UAE. Right, right, it's right. just like, yeah, it's the UAE guys. Right. They're super good. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, That's true. We actually know they're super good because they've been being flown out for so long. That's true. I don't think they count as Europe, but, you know, I know Europe is going to keep claiming them. Yeah, I don't know how serious that is. I, I hope <laughs> yeah, it's I know, not I serious, right? I mean, I hope it's just tongue-in-cheek. It's just because they're in the, U, the EU region. They come to EU CPT. tournaments a lot. Yeah, uh-huh, exactly, right. exactly. But, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, it sucks that they don't have their own, but hey, whatever. Um, super cool for Shuto to get up there, by the way. Yeah. Uh, he's a player who's been good for a while, but I feel like I'm sure this is his best placing. So. Yeah, and it's always very that cool. situation, too. Obviously, he's very good, but we're going to talk about him like, oh, you know, newcomer of the year or, or was right, it Rising right. Star. Or, Rising right? Star, yeah. Rising Star. But, you know, it's just that, you know, for me, we got to talk about the players like that when they don't get to travel. Right? If even, like, we have to be good about saying, yes, they're good, but hey, look how cool this is, you know? We still have to be excited about it. And yeah, I, I'm super course. excited for, for Shuto placing well. And you had Tokido, who again gets top eight, and you know, I'm up there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karen did pretty well. Not, 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 uh, not the winner, but uh, oh, yeah, it is second, still in grand second place still and in grand seventh finals, place. Yeah. And you had two Rashids there. So you had two Rashids and two Karens. I don't know if that's a big surprise, but. Look, Colleen, Zeku, Yurian's up there, Birdie, Nikali. It's still, I thought it was still really fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. It was really, really, it was really, really cool. And shout-outs to Momochi. I mean, it's funny because, you know, Hi-Fi tweeted out something that, you know, that Momochi, what has he been doing? He's just been playing a bunch of Smash Brothers on stream. <laughs> right. He's just been playing Smash Brothers, and he's like, ah, I guess I'll go to the Super Premiere. And then, like, and he wins, and... uh but the thing about it is, I don't think that's weird at all. Like, I still tell the story yep. all the time of the... Like, Wednesday Night Fights used to have those monthly rankings that you would get certificates for right. being in the top eight. And I got into the top eight the month 
that MVC3 Vanilla came out, right. and I didn't play any Street Fighter 4. Totally, man. I feel, I feel it like just we've works that, yeah. Uh, yeah, sometimes just, you take a little bit of time off, and you come back with a fresher perspective. It's, yeah. That, you different know, that's, skills. You learn different skills yeah, totally. by accident and stuff like that, totally. and it really just makes you a better player throughout yeah. everything. So. Not even just fighting games. If you're struggling with something else... A common bit of wisdom is to take a little bit of time. If you're struggling writing a paper, take a little bit of time and just yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. go do something uh, else and you come back. Dude, like that's, even that's something like... Um, classic wisdom. I know you've probably never experienced this because of your stance on rhythm games. But, okay. You know, <laughs> no, but a lot of times like I'll be playing Beat Mania and like, there's a section I cannot do. Yeah. I'm just like, I can't do this, I can't do this. Ah! You go to sleep, the next day you come back and you're like, da 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 What the hell just happened? Uh, you know, it's weird. It's like, you gotta yeah. let things know, sink into the brain, you know? It's really crazy. I know so. what you mean. And his Colleen is super cool. The first time I saw him play Colleen, he's been playing it for a couple of years, right? But the first time I saw her, I was like, that's eh, a weird choice. She's not really the character I... She's not as footsies a character as I expect <laughs> right, out of him. Right, yeah, yeah. And then, and then we found out about Standing Fuse. Yeah, he definitely has excellent whiff punishes with that character. He plays her so slowly. You see other people play her, and they're, like, rushing in. Right? They want to get in, get that stuff going. And he's just, like, walking around. He won't press a button for, like, 20 seconds. And then, bam, the fierce is exactly yeah, right, Yeah, right? I know. Or that dashing, Genius. crouching light kick that led to, like, 60% damage right, or whatever right. that was. It was, like, 40% damage, I'm exact. But still, it was a lot. So. Very cool. Very cool. He's super good. And not very well paid. No. I mean, at least he got paid from Evo, Japan. He got the full money from there, I had heard, because that was not part of the... Uh, Japanese esports union thing, so that's what I. Heard. I heard. I heard he got paid from that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But this one, because he does not have the Jesu license, then he is limited to a hundred thousand yen. Correct. And the prize was what, like, supposed fifty to million be, yen. Yeah, it was supposed to be fifty million. Was it supposed to be fifty million yen? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just a little bit less than fifty thousand dollars. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But fifty million to a hundred thousand is is. Yeah, so he ended up getting about 600 bucks plus a monitor, <laughs> USD, right? Instead of getting fifty, uh, almost 50,000 USD. So people are saying 5 million yen. 5 million yen, not 50 million yen. Oh, my bad. Yeah. 5 oh, million. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, okay. For sure. Yeah, 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 okay. But he got a monitor. 50 million. But he got a monitor. Yeah. He got a monitor. Yeah, yeah, he did. He gaming did. monitor for his Smash Brothers. Wow, well, now he has a gaming monitor. I know, right? Can you I'm imagine? I'm sure he didn't have one before. <laughs> The monitor was like 300 baht, 300 yen or so. It was 300, 300 bucks. 300 US, whatever, yeah. yeah. Look, so look, look, I'm, I'm just going to say this. Shout outs to Momochi for maintaining this hard stance and being so, and, and, and just, you know, being like, this is not good. I'm going to live by my, by belief. Because he's right. I, I think he's right. I don't like the Jesu license thing. I think that thing is all ridiculous and stuff. But God, that, that's a lot of money to sacrifice. Dude. Oh, it's just an incredible amount of money to sacrifice. Yeah, no doubt. It's, it's, ve it's very difficult to do that kind of thing. I have not often been in a situation where I need to like stand by my principles in a way that really costs me. <laughs> Only a couple times. And... It hasn't been to the tune of like fifty thousand dollars. That's never come up. You know what I mean? So I'd like to think that I would do the same thing, but who really knows? Who really knows? Yeah, it's man. And you know, I feel like if you're the guys putting on that event, 
Like, you gotta find some, like, goofy way to, like, circumvent this or somehow, but it's, okay, there's probably so no way to do that, let's right? just briefly talk about the law in this. Yeah, yeah, right? yes, So, please, So please. Why, why is it that he can't get the full payment? Okay, so I posted a very good article by mm. a Japanese attorney who I met in SoCal. He was living in SoCal for a while. Oh, cool, And okay, practicing okay. law here and studying and stuff. And he went to UCLA Law LLM just like I did. Woo! He then moved back to Japan not too long ago, and... Um, so cool, you've been maintaining contact with him and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I figured he was like an important contact. Okay, yeah. nice, nice. So, Good stuff. Uh, he wrote this article in June, and it's basically just an overview of the law in Japan with respect to esports. Mm-hmm. And so there is the... Gam- the anti-gambling law is something that we always knew about in the U.S. I don't think I knew about the rest until more recently than that. Uh, the rest more, until more recently. Mm-hmm. Anti-gambling is basically like they don't allow you to gamble on stuff which they interpret as including competitions. Mm-hmm. So my understanding is that it's not just esports that falls under that law. It's like a bunch of different yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, right? I'm sure Mahjong, everything, a falls, bunch of stuff. everything a bunch of stuff. falls under that. Yeah. So because of that, you cannot give entry fees in a way that you also take out of the prize pool. Right. right? So you can't so you don't put in money and then take it out. If you're going to get paid a prize, your entry fee cannot be part, part of that, right? Cannot, it has to not be, be related. It has not, to be a sponsor or yeah. or somebody going here. We're donating this prize money, but they can't do like blah percent of the pot. You right, know, cannot be done. It cannot be not, like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I, we knew about that. The other thing that I didn't know until more recently was the law about premiums, which is basically a consumer protection plan that they have, okay. which says that if you are. Um, in order to protect consumers, you can't pay somebody too much money in order to hawk a product or whatever, mm, right? Mm, mm. So the limitation on that is 100,000 yen or whatever the other one was, some percentage or something, okay, okay. whatever. You can't get paid much. And it may be that esports competitions fall under that law. Uh-huh. Um, that's not super for sure, but like that's a reasonable interpretation is that they would fall under that. However, there is an exception, and this exception is is that you are doing the work. It's compensation for work, I think is the mm-hmm, phrasing, mm-hmm, right? So compensation mm-hmm. for work. So if it's just your job to do a thing, then you should be able to get paid, right? right? Uh-huh. Rather than like then, them sort of bribing some unrelated person, which is what the concern is, I think. If it's just your job to do it, right. then so you should be able to earn more money. That's probably covers, for example, like professional tennis players or professional athletes I think athletes they need a licensing like scheme, that. too, to be do honest. Do they really? But, oh, um, Jesus, okay. I'm not, that's my understanding, but I'm not as certain okay, about that as okay, the rest of us. Okay. So, Jesu, the Japanese Esports Association Union which they very annoyingly use the lowercase e for esports yeah uh, uh, you know it should just be jeu but whatever <laughs> Jesu. uh they were wasn't there a korean one there was, isn't there like kespa. a kesu? kespa that's right so and there was jespa as well yeah, yeah but i think okay. it's been folded in or something okay okay so the jesu ostensibly started because they needed a way to make it so that players could clearly be getting compensation for work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one way to make that clear is if you if you explicitly license them as being, here's the set of professionals, these are the people who get paid because it's their job. And this is a way to just make it clear to the government, like, we're not breaking any laws, these definitely are, are people who are working. Right? This is their job. Mm-hmm. 
what I found very interesting about the article that this uh, Japanese attorney posted, Masa is his name, he said that there is an additional potential loophole here, and uh, it's basically that the head of the agency tasked with prosecuting these laws in the government said in an interview, not, not officially, that it doesn't matter whether a, an esports player is a professional or not. So if you're just an esports player, okay. you can just earn the money, even if you're not a professional really? okay. licensed. So again, that's not an official statement. That was him. He right, was like right. giving an interview to a magazine. Okay. My understanding is that since then, this has been more codified, and it's a little bit more for sure, but still not like an explicit part of the law so that they're... You know, even if somebody in government says that they think that it would be interpreted in one way, if you're like a scared businessman, you may not want to risk that still, right. mm -hmm. but th that may be what the, if there's ever went to court or whatever, that may right. be what would be found out as being. So okay. it, for sure, je the Jesu license exists so that you don't have to deal with this premiums law right. so you can get around yeah, that, yeah, yeah. but there may be an additional way to get around it. And Momochi doesn't have a license. Right. So. And, and keep in mind too. I just want to, you know, reiterate to people here: getting a license. There's no like formal process to it. Yeah. Like literally, Capcom had a tournament that when you won, your reward was a license. Capcom just gets to pick the people who. And have for the any license. reason, it's not right. just if you win uh -huh, a tournament. Uh -huh. They just gave it to a bunch of people at the start. Right. Uh huh. You know, like I mean, here's, totally here's the top people here. Blah. So it's like completely just like whatever it's like the most yeah, it's mega whatever yeah like it's, it's officially legally mega whatever right and the only reason why momochi doesn't have one is not because capcom didn't give it to him because they tried to give it to him yeah. momochi was like i think this is stupid so i'm going to not get one because i think this is stupid and i'm not going to be a part of this whole thing so yeah totally and he had a good article that juna translated uh a year or two back that was, you know, showing his reasons for that. Mm -hmm. He didn't like the fact that this was going to be more exclusive. He didn't like the fact yeah. that it was mm -hmm. just some arbitrary outside group rather than, like, the FGC. He thought it was bad for long-term stuff. He didn't like that it wasn't grassroots. Like, there's all these reasons that he didn't like it. Yeah, I mean, literally, he's training all these kids to become expert esports players. And if, he, if they go to a tournament like Johnny does, right, and get second place, like he did that final round, like, yeah. what if he did that in Japan? He wouldn't have been able to collect any of the well, prize money. Yeah. Right? And so, of course, Momochi is like, this is stupid. Like, the whole point of me trying to raise these people is because this should be a career, potential career yeah. for these for these talented players. And so, like I said, I'm super, you know, I mean, like, man, more power to Momochi for, jeez. very, very impressive to hold a stance like that. A stance like that. Uh, it, so, Capcom Cup isn't held in Japan. However... There's a rule specifically in the Capcom Cup rule set that says that if you are from Japan, in order to get the full payment, you need to have a Jesu license. Mm -hmm. You have to be licensed. So literally, if Momochi won Capcom Cup, yeah. he can't get that money. He wouldn't. He, he would can't not. get that money. He would not. Yeah. So, it's, it's a scam for sure, right? Because TWT <laughs> is doing the same thing, right? They, yeah, there's okay, licenses so for... It's Tekken... Street Fighter, Dragon Ball, right? I mm, maybe that sounds right. That sounds right. Because otherwise, Goichi wouldn't be winning anything, right? So, in Japan, is he winning anything? Oh, oh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Okay, okay. I don't know if it's Dragon Ball. Maybe, 
I think there's like League of Legends. There's like just a few. It's right, not. It's yeah, not yeah. that many. So, it's super arbitrary because it is a set of publishers who have agreed that they're going to be the ones who give out the mm-hmm. license. The license. They're the ones who support Jesu. So there's like Capcom and Bandai and right, right, a couple right. and a couple mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that's a very protectionist racket. So so now if you if you want to start a new fighting game in Japan uh-huh, and uh-huh. You, and the players are like this is the best fighting game we've ever played, we're all gonna play it competitively. Screw Street Fighter, Tekken, well, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for uh, sake uh, of example, uh-huh. they could not be professionals. Because Capcom and Bandai and whoever else is in that cabal would not grant that. Why would they? Right? Like, would they? Would they grant a license to somebody who's playing in a competitor's oh, game? I Why see, would they so do that? So they couldn't play Street Fighter or Tekken as a side thing, right? Because no, they couldn't play professionally at all because Jesu wouldn't give them a license to compete in that game. They wouldn't license that game. You understand? Jesu gets to decide. Oh, Which games mean, can be played professionally? And Capcom, Capcom and Bandai or whoever else are in Jesu's ear and saying no. They are the funders of it. They're not in oh, the ear. Oh, really? They did it. Oh, I didn't know that they built that. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I actually had no idea. It's super shady. So that's... Ooh, okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> wow. It's super shady. So there's this obvious conflict of interest. It's obviously a protection idea and Sega CEO is the CEO of Jesu according to Hanzo in the chat Sega CEO okay yeah okay yeah what a butthole virtual fighter is gonna be able to (laughs) (laughs) so what seals this in my mind is the fact that you can't even travel abroad to Capcom Cup and earn money right they it's such a it's such a protectionist thing that they don't want you to be able to travel abroad and get paid you have if you don't have the license screw you Right. The, so the <laughs> the money that was supposed to go to Momochi, yeah, that's Capcom's money, right? Well, what I assume is that it's the sponsors' money, right? Uh huh. So but my guess is that the sponsors just don't have to pay it out. But I don't know. I don't know if any of us knows that publicly. Ah, uh, yeah. Really, more power to Momochi, It really dude. sucks. Yeah. But, you know, but the thing about it is, look, here's the important thing. This is why more power to Momochi, why it's so important. If Momochi had a license right now, would we be even talking about this and letting people know in the stream how shitty this is, right? We probably, yeah, not. Yeah, we might have just glossed over it because everything is just moving on like this. I mean, so, we did mention it when the licenses were first coming out. Right. We certainly talked about it. We but talked that was about it at Evo Japan because we weren't sure if he was getting paid. Yeah. I remember at that point in time. But this one here, like without this... We don't get to see the absurdity of it. We don't really get to talk about the absurdity of it. You know, we wouldn't have brought it up as often. So again, yeah. this is the power that Momochi is trying to wield totally. right now. You know, and like I said, sacrificing fifty thousand dollars to wield this power is a lot. It's but a lot. I mean, oh jeez, it's a lot. 
Yeah, it's, uh, it is bad news. It's bad news. Yeah, that's a good question. I wonder, like, would people like Aru or Hamako get in trouble if they just brought it up on stream? Like, if Momochi wins, he can't get any of the money. Like, then would be like, Probably. you guys can't, you know? I mean, if you speak Japanese, let me know if they said that. I'd be fascinated, but yeah, I... I know. <laughs> I can't imagine that they would. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like, I just can't imagine that they would. Yeah. You know what they should. You know what they should do. This is this is like for Capcom Cup. They should say, if Momoch, if someone who's from Japan wins the first place prize, right, and they can't collect the money because they don't have a license, then that money will just go to second place, uh -huh. right? They should just do that, and then there should just be an inside rule that the second place guy would be like. I mean, of, of course, <laughs> that's that that is a great idea but if the goal of the licensing system is to help the players get paid because right, by yeah, being yeah. professional. Uh -huh. But if the goal of the licensing system is to act as a protection racket for right, the companies yeah. involved, then screw Momo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> right? uh -huh. the, the worst part about it is, too, is like, you know, I, I don't even know how much of this, you know, this is all conjecture. I need to get my stupid, uh, you know, hat out here, the conspiracy theory hat and stuff yeah. like that. But, like, you know, obviously with the whole pachinko culture, the, the, the mahjong culture and everything like that, a lot of it is influenced by gangs, Yakuza, that That's kind of stuff. Say. Right, so I wonder how much a lot of this is kind of influenced by that as well. I really, right? I really wonder that too. I wonder if there's any like someone in the background just being like. <laughs> I really wonder that I too, man. You I have no idea. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I have no I wonder, idea. Because I mean, literally in Daigo's book, he says when he quit Street Fighter, he started playing mahjong, and he was like, "I'm becoming one of the best mahjong players. I could win national mahjong tournaments." And he was like, "But I don't want to do this." Because of its ties with the Yakuza, and there's so much of that in there. And he's like, I don't know if this is something that I'd want to do, is to have people look up to me at, for being a part of this big old, you know, kind of uh, gang kind of thing, Yakuza thing. And so he, that's why he didn't want to get into it. You know what I mean? So even Daigo himself was just saying, like, look, this is straight up run by the Yakuza kind yeah. of thing. So, yeah. Mahjong is a, uh, is a, is a Asian tile gambling kind of game basically so super fun by the way i've, I've played super it i don't remember fun. the rules now but i, I remember enjoying it. it i have the sets here dude. oh dude i'm down to play some time i should do i should do like mahjong streams let's dude, let's play it and stream sometime you know how crazy that well we need four people so we need two okay. more people but yeah, that's, was, we could definitely i'll do teach that. you the taiwan rules and stuff i'm like in that. i'm oh, in yeah, yeah. yes daigo tokido etc do have this license yes they do the only notable player among the people who have been extended the opportunity to get the license, who, do, who doesn't have it is Momochi. Yeah. Is Momochi. So, I mean, I was thinking about this. The laws have, have been <coughs> very, very weird to the Japanese scene. Obviously, there's so much talent there and so much love for fighting games. And yet, in part due to the fact that you can't enter tournaments with prize, what, right? This the, uh, entry fee thing? They just have not had the same, like, grassroots tournament structure. Don't you think that's, like, probably why? That you just can't run a grassroots tournament. Well, you, you, just, you can't. You do, but you just don't give prize money, and you, it just comes out of your pocket. Okay, so sure, if you, right. But, right. I mean, but isn't that what, like, of, Master Cup and, and, and even Cooperation yes, Cup and they, all that stuff they like do. that? But in terms of, like, the U.S., which has dozens of major tournaments right. throughout the year that you could travel to, 
that just doesn't exist in Japan. There's, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. relative handful of people who do that stuff mm-hmm, and relative mm-hmm. handful of significant tournaments. Right. Because you just can't. And that that has been a hindrance. A hindrance for for Japanese fighting so, game So Curly scene. W is saying that they even need a license for Tekken and Guilty Gear. Yes. You need a license at, for everything. For That's every right. competitive game. Yeah, man. So... You have the situation where you can't really well, develop mean, a grassroots scene, and then it fast forwards into this bizarre, super corporate scene because of the laws again, because right. of the fact that players can't play professionally unless they have this BS license. Yeah. So this whole regular progression of esports that's happened in every other country just can't have happened in Japan. They mm-hmm. just they blitz right past the whole grassroots phase into this weird, very corporate situation. And, and it's interesting strange. because that ties really closely into something that Daigo was talking yeah. about recently, right? That, And it's funny because when he said this, I looked at it and I, I, I wasn't sure that I agreed with him necessarily, but when you look at the situation in Japan, yeah. it's very true, right? So what Daigo said was that uh, there's this, like, someone, I don't remember if it was FCGC's translated or somebody translated a quote from him saying yeah. that... Uh, he... Giuna posted the tweet. Oh, Giuna, okay, yeah, yeah, so go ahead and uh, read it. I got it the here. tweet, and this is from an interview. Let Daigo get When the FGC was in dire times, there were people who put forth great efforts to ensure the flame of the FGC did not burn out. But now these people are not receiving any benefits for their sacrifice. Even though they sowed the fields, the ones reaping the harvest are separate. Yeah, so, I mean, that's exactly what's happening over there, right? Because the the Jesu guys are coming in here, and they're just, like, kind of ruling an iron fist over the whole entire thing, and it feels like they're hurting. I mean, look at this. Think about this, too, is that one of the only reasons why this Tokyo Game Show super premiere exists is because of Momochi. Two years ago... He ran the event. He's, okay. He said, I'm not entering this. I'm running this event because the previous year was so bad. Remember that year? Like, all the U.S. players and ever, all the foreign players went there and, like, what? They streamed one pool? Oh, Remember that? Right. Oh, they no. streamed one pool? And it was, like, all Gutex matches? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they literally <laughs> streamed one pool. And it was the worst thing ever. And Momochi's like, no, this can't happen next year. I'm running this event. And since I'm running it, I can't enter it. So he yeah. didn't enter it, and then he did. And so it, he did it well, and so it came back to Tokyo Game Show, and like, hey, it's still here. And now he can't even reap any of the benefits of it, right? Just like Daigo's saying. He's right. literally one of the guys who sowed the fields, and he's not reaping any of the harvest from it. Like, literally. And that is, like, the worst thing, dude. Like, that is... It's, it is really bad news. I had the same reaction that you did, because my first thought is, well, in the U.S., I mean, most of the people I know who run big tournaments or who run streams and so forth, they they (laughs) run around, right? (laughs) Right, But then if you think about it from the Japanese perspective, it may be very different. (laughs) Maybe very different. Yeah, because I was thinking, like, one of the reasons why I'm so supportive of Evo, so supportive of Tenno, is because they're all very good about calling people within the FGC totally. to keep doing stuff, right? Especially like what Seglia is doing, right? And then even at Evo, like like Nothing Excess is the head tournament organizer, right. and he grabs other FGC people and stuff. Uh, and then you have people like Chris Seglia, who's just only grabbing FGC people to do more FG to, to do yeah. a bunch of the production stuff. I mean, know? even even other orgs, 
ESL's fighting game related stuff was yeah, all yeah. fighting game heads. Right, Compton and all, all these fighting guys. game heads. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Beyond uh, the Summit, all fighting game heads. Yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. they they fighting game people have really done a good job of like being the ones to take control of the FGC's various businesses. Right. But not everywhere, I guess. Right. And in Japan, in Japan, in Japan, this is not the case. So you know, like I said, when Daigo mentioned this at first, I was like, I feel like it's not that bad. But no, yeah. Now that we're talking about this Jesse yeah. stuff, this is it is definitely a horrible situation because you think about it. Like, what about all the guys like Matsuda or Matsun or all these other guys who are putting on the Cooperation Cups, who are putting on XEST, who are putting on the Master Cup, and all these guys like that. These guys are all going to get shoved out of the way, right? Like, if some Jesu Corporation comes out and says, okay, we're going to run this crazy 5v5 Third Strike tournament or 5v5, you know, Tekken tournament, like, what are those guys going to do? They're not going to pull them into doing it. They're probably not going to pay them to run it, right? You know, and it's just like, it's kind of why I didn't want MLG to take over the fighting game community a long time ago because I was like, if they do that, they'll have their own streamers. They're not going to need you know, Team Spooky, they're not going to need Spooky, you know, they'll find their own graphical artists, they're not going to hire Boss Logic, but then again, Boss Logic turned He's out fine. He's doing fine, He man. turned out fine. <laughs> He's doing so, all you right know. <laughs> Every time I mention him, people are always like, He's FGC? Right, right, and I'm right, like, right. are yeah. you kidding he me? Did, yeah, well exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, currently, I'm, uh, I'm including Melee. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's, uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't know, is that imperialist of me? I don't know. But that's, <laughs> that's what I was thinking, thinking about people at BTS. And anyway, it's, it, uh, I, I can see where Daigo is coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally, absolutely. I can totally see it. I didn't, I was, I mean, when we came in to talk about this topic, I was going to be like, I don't know if I agree with him. Yeah. But now that we've talked about all this, I, I totally agree it. with him. I yeah. totally agree with him. Yeah, I mean, they just... That the whole side of the FGC, the that is the tournament side, the tournament organizing, the broadcasting, that just they just couldn't they couldn't develop it right. legally. It, they just the law made it very unlikely that it would develop. So you have the players, right? The players are still around, but what other side of their of the FGC like could have developed legally? I'm not sure. Now here's the question: Do you feel like? All the other Japanese players are almost kind of. Do you feel like they should join in solidarity with Momochi and just reject course, but... it all and just be like, "Look, this sucks, and we're not gonna have any part of this." But then, how mad are is Jesu gonna be? Then they're gonna be like, "Oh, then you're not winning on this money. We get the whole, so we get to advertise this tournament with money." Yeah, well, I but think we that would be a pretty. But it would co- be but, a big fiasco. Yeah, right? it would be a big fiasco. You just you can't ask other people to do that, and there's just it's too much money on the line. Yeah. I so know. if somebody wants to have that position, definitely that's great. Yeah. But I, if they don't feel that they can, I understand. Right, because it's, it's like much. it's like, hey, gotcha kun, support Momochi or get a house. <laughs> right? Really? He got a house. It's literally. He it. literally got a house. For playing Street Fighter, I mean, it's like, how do you? Thank you, Wasik. Uh, how do you? How do you tell somebody like, oh, you need to stand for your morals and like yeah. support Momochi? Like, it's yeah. like, oh. So I hope that there's some way for Momochi to legally fight against this. 
I don't I just don't know anything about the Japanese legal system, mm-hmm. right? But I hope that there's some avenue mm-hmm. where he could challenge the requirement of having a Jesu license mm-hmm. in order to earn money. But I think probably part of the problem is that this is an event that Jesu like was putting on, like mm-hmm. they were involved in it. So they could just decide anyway to have a law a rule in their rule set that says you have to have the license even apart from any legal concerns so i don't know if he would have any legal recourse against this tournament but in others i hope that there's some way for him to get around it i just don't know if there is oh man yeah i mean it's a big bummer the scene is super strong of course that's where many of the most talented players of all time in many games Mm -hmm. have come from Mm -hmm. the player side of the japanese fgc fantastic but the law has really hamstrung them in terms of the rest of the development of a grassroots scene. Unfortunately. Man. That's yeah. how it seems to me. I don't know. And, and you know what the hardest thing about it is? Obviously, there's very little we can do here in the States. Of course. And that's, the, that's I think, a lot of the frustration, too. You know, it's just like, we can yell at them. We can't even get Capcom to get better net code, right? Like, I mean, like, how are we going to expect them to, to, to fix this Jesu kind of thing? You know what I mean? And it's just like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? I think that top left center is probably right. That Daigo's comment is about as direct a show of support as we'll see from short of someone else refusing the license. Yeah. That seems, mm-hmm. that seems pretty It's probably plausible. not a coin. Well, that, when was this? Uh, that was oh, actually before. Oh, it was before. It was before. Okay. He, okay. he said that statement before Momochi. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, it's an unfortunate situation. And even if there was like a GoFundMe or a Patreon for Momochi and stuff like that, that's still really shitty because then that just means all the people are giving the money and that money should have that was money that was supposed to be his in the first place right we shouldn't be the ones responsible for making up for Jesu's ridiculous license totally agree with that so it's 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 a problem but I don't know how you fix that because you know Japan does have a lot of these issues and like I said who knows how much behind the scenes action again conspiracy hat theory again i don't want everybody quoting james chen says the yakuza runs jesse and saying you yeah, know it's like come on like but you know i mean who knows, who knows I, I, right? I have no yeah. idea uh, you know as i mentioned chong mc while it's true that the japanese legal system puts roadblocks in the path of people trying to earn money playing video games as i said there is this potential loophole of the head of the agency tasked with governing the law that's related to this saying in an interview that you don't need to be a professional to get right. money uh, to get compensation for work in a way that's much more than like the 100,000 yen mm-hmm. so it may be that you don't need a Jesu license but that's up in the air so that's that's part of what I hope that if there's a way for Momochi to challenge mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this the license scheme I hope that it's through that Again, I just don't know if that's something that's available in the Japanese that legal system. Is getting deleted from <laughs> the internet real fast. <laughs> oh man! <sighs> is there a loophole for? It's more than games? just esports, absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so high fight from Japan. So I was hoping he in would Japan. show up to talk in Japan. Uh, says it's just no one wants to risk that. You know, even if you don't need a license, of course, of course. Like so that. and that's that's a, that's another I, problem. I, 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 I totally I totally get right. it. I mean, as as a lawyer, I often recommend things to clients 
that they not do something that maybe is legal, but like, come on, yeah, it's uh-huh, like don't take uh-huh. the risk, right? right so yeah, I, yeah. I do that all the time, and I get why they would feel the same way about it. But from Momochi's perspective, I'm hoping that he can challenge it and show that you don't need a license. Right. So I don't uh-huh. expect Jesu to make a change, of course. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there is this side where you can just be conservative in your legal approach, and also I think it's a protection scheme <laughs> that they are probably right. loath to give up. But if you're Momochi, then hopefully he can do something about it. Yeah, and also, I fight now, I wasn't sure if you were here earlier, but we asked, like, can guys like Hamiko and Aru mention the fact that Momochi can't get the money? Like, is that something that they could, they just say during commentary? Like, blah, blah, blah. Oh, dude, if Momochi wins this, he doesn't get any money. You know, is that something? Or are they just not even allowed to say that? Good you question. know, I, I'm really curious about that. Like, is it public for it? Can they just be completely directly, openly public about it? So. I don't know. Uh, and yeah, I heard about the Puzzle and Dragons event where a kid won it. And so he got no money at all because he's not eligible for the license. That's right. And it was yeah. a lot of money that he could have won, but unfortunately he was too young. Oh, okay. So High Fight says he doubts that they know when they are doing commentary. I mean, they have to have known. Come on, right? buddy. Yeah. They know. They, I'm sure they Like, know. if I know that Momochi doesn't have a license and then it's not going to win money, they definitely know. Yeah. <laughs> right? For sure. Right. But, oh, just so a kid won a Puzzles and Dragons tournament and couldn't get any of the money there. Yeah. Not even like the 100000 or anything. I think it was zero. Jesus. That's what I read. Oh, that sucks, dude. Yeah. And can't the family, like the parents, like the legal guardians, you know? Ugh. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely laws. It was also $5 million for that kid, and he did Oh, buddy. That is to say about $50,000, a little less, and he couldn't get any of that. Because he's too young. Imagine just the like the caprice of age is the reason. Like, just how absurd. Dude, I mean, like... You just happen to not yet be the right age. What if... I mean, like, honestly, like, obviously you don't want to throw anything, right? Because that's a problem, right? Because that, that's just against the face of the competition. Okay. But let's say, like, what if someone like that kid or Momochi, like, let's say he gets Mago stunned and this is for the win. He hits him, hits him, drains him down to no life and then stops and was like, look, Mago's giving me the money now, you know? Like... The second place winning is still unavailable to you. So it's not like he could split it with with Mago in some, in some way. Right. Mago, if he was to give all the first place money to... Well, he would... Obviously, Mago would... Momochi would be like, keep your cut that you deserve, and I get the rest. If, if Mago ended up with the same second place money, but at least a little bit went to Momochi, uh, maybe. Like, what if, what if that was just something to, to, as a way to protest or something, you know? You, I, I'm sure they would make Mago lose his license. Yeah, there's, I know, There's right? no way they'd that's stand the problem, for that. That's the problem, because it's collusion. That is there's collusion. No yeah. And that would be a problem. But, if, and, yeah. but collusion is one thing, rules. but if it's also like... like Boom! This is collusion, like stream, because this rule is as, dumb. Well, just as a protest. Yeah. I mean, if you uh-huh. do that, you're just definitely not gonna get the money. Yeah, so there's probably uh-huh. other ways to go about it, but it would be great. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it would be awesome. Oh man, God, it's crazy, dude. So this sucks. Yeah. Right. In conclusion, sucks. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's the new article. James Chen encourages collusion. <laughs> oh, God. 
this this yeah this is a it's not a good it's not an ideal situation not an ideal situation at all so it's super weird man mm-hmm. i remember like 10 years ago i wrote an article that was about the potential pitfalls of what if esports is just considered sports and it's regulated in exactly the same way as other competitions Dude, I just had... I, I had an idea of what that would mean in the U.S. And in some ways, it'd be positive, because there are obviously some good uh, regulations about that. But in other ways, it would be pretty negative. And I didn't even think about what it would be like in other countries, so I didn't know the law. Right. So, dude. Dude, I just... It sucks. I, I <laughs> it literally sucks. just had an interview with a podcast, and I was just saying to them, too, that I hate the fact that everything esports is doing is trying to follow sports yeah i was like we just need to make up our own rules we're a completely we're a digital medium we don't have to follow all these other things you know well uh since we're kind of on this topic uh intel world open was announced (laughs) okay (laughs) fair enough right fair enough yeah Uh uh-huh so this is going to be for Street Fighter Five and Rocket League, it will be a competition that's teams based, and it will be based on countries. So, like, mm-hmm. there'll be the U.S. team and whatever, right? And each of those games will have a prize pool of two hundred fifty thousand dollars, so five hundred k total. Yes. And it will be at the same time as the Olympics. It'll be in Tokyo for the Summer Olympics right. in twenty twenty, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. and obviously the fact that it's going to be there at that time is like the reason for it you know what i mean like it's this is not oh it had there happens to be a tournament at the olympics or at the same time as the olympics mm-hmm. no it's because right, of the olympics right. that it's they're doing Dude, it. chong mc i've said that a million times esports should regulate like chess rather than sport i remember when we first started talking about how much we hated the word esports and yeah. i said i just want to come up with another term that can umbrella even include like tabletop CCGs, chess, all those kind of things like that. Like honestly, that's just that's where it should have gone. It really should have gone that way. Really, you were right. I mean, I said like I, my whole thing was like let's just call it strats, right? And then someone said that's a problem because that sounds like guitars because there's a stratocaster and whatever like that. But I was like, just make up a new word. Just and, make it up. It yeah, and just because that I mean that's where sports comes from, right? Sports is from a word to sport, right? And so strats would have come from strategy. I get it. And it just would have been great if we just had something else and just wow. umbrellaed everybody else even if they maybe didn't, but we could at least come up with our own rules. We don't have to follow all we this. We knew it was a bad idea. Because, I mean, like, e- like the franchising that thing that, like, sailed. Owl is doing and everything like that with yeah. the cities and yeah. everything like that. I just, it's like, it's all just, ah, I don't know. Did you hear about the rumor of the new Call of Duty League team yeah, in Los Angeles? Uh, oh, no. Well, what's the rumor? Well, there are going to be two Call of Duty teams in Los Angeles. Okay. That uh, the name of one of them will be the Gorillas. Not the Gorillas, but, like, the, like... Oh, gri- gri- oh, like the war gorillas? Yeah, like like people who fight a clandestine war. Yeah, that's gonna be our local team name. What? I mean, did they just pick that because the, it ends in L.A.? I like, have I- no idea why. It's so absurd to me. Uh, whatever. So this is there's gonna be this tournament that Intel will be sponsoring. I guess it'll be for Street Fighter and it will be for Rocket League. Um, hey Intel, let me know if you need a commentator. I'll, I'll be good on the bike. <laughs> Yo! Damn! I'd love to be involved with something relating to the Olympics. 
I would love but, I mean, to do so that. So how much official association does this have with the Olympics? Is this like some sort of official Olympic thing? Or is this just uh, Intel saying we're running no, this around the same time as the Olympics and we're just going to be kind of associated with the Olympics, right? That's my understanding is that it's not... Oh, no, my bad. Intel and the International Olympic Committee announced that they will be holding the Intel World Open in 2020 alongside the Olympic Games in Tokyo. Imagine if I could commentate. See, so oh, like, man. Now, I would be blacklisted like, from video games forever, but, then, but it would just be... Thing, like, here's the what thing, a right? great like, two minutes it would be. Like, what if they came up to me and like, hey, James, here's all this money to commentate this. Am I going to be Momochi? <laughs> Or am I gonna be? Am I gonna be Gachikun? <laughs> you know, isn't this a terrible story? Oh, it moved me all right <laughs> to a bigger house. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, so I kept thinking about it. This is like my favorite Simpsons yeah, quote yeah, ever. Great quote. Yeah, dude. Oh God, like, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do, dude? I don't even know. I don't the, even oh, know. fart jokes. You guys are. <laughs> That's not what I'm thinking at all. No, no, it would be it would be much more incisive and targeted toward my hatred of the of the Olympic Committee. That would be oh, all I'd be talking man. about. God, what the hell would I do, dude? I don't even know. I don't even know what I would do in that situation. You know what I mean? It's 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 a tough one. God, it's annoying. It's annoying to have to think about that. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's it's it's. See, that's the question, right? It's work. Do I just do it? Or do I just, like, ah! Part of why I would not quit being a lawyer is that I can make dumb yeah, decisions. Yeah, mm -hmm, exactly. That's the worst thing about it, so... <laughs> Let's just say it moved me. <laughs> yeah, full toss. I figure I would have, like, a minute oh, until I get cut off. So it yeah, would have I to know, be something, right? like, very fast. They would have flown me all the way out to Tokyo, yeah. right? <laughs> you, all you would hear is... Find your so, way by the way, my it. thoughts on the Olympics. I'm not even on the stream anymore. Yeah, it's like I'm off here. And then, like, it just goes silent all of a sudden, you know? And you hear, we'll be right back. Yeah, yeah. Difficulties. God. Anyway, I'm sure they won't hire me, but hey. Let me know. Oh, uh, so the Olympic Committee is kind of so. Some people are asking, "What's the hate to the Olympics?" Is they're a little predatory towards a lot of the countries. They oh, could, yeah. uh, like when they were in Brazil, they kind of left the place in ruins. You know, it's been and, the case for a lot of different cities yeah, where mm -hmm. cities will pay a lot of money in order to create the infrastructure for it, and that basically bankrupts the city. Mm -hmm. And they don't use a lot of that infrastructure because it's nonsense. Like nobody uses an ice luge again. They just don't. <laughs> right. Like, Right, it's just there forever, sitting yeah, there. Yeah, so uh -huh. there's all that. So there's that, and there's so many opportunities for corruption, from the selection of the cities in the first place to who gets to build all this new infrastructure right. and, and, to who broadcasts. There's all these opportunities for for corruption, and they do not miss those opportunities. Yeah, and another thing too is like it's just it's the same. It's story. like FIFA's. Right. It's the same story as everything. Right. You have this organization; they become really powerful. I remember reading an article that there was a waitress who, who attended, uh, who who served. A bunch of the Olympic Committee members at a restaurant, and okay. they just spent like fifty thousand dollars on food, a hundred thousand dollars on food, or whatever. They just ordered everything. They just didn't care, yeah. because they're just getting all this just money. Matter, like, yeah. and they don't care that they're ruining cities and right. all these other things like that and stuff. So, so I was really yeah. against Los Angeles having it, but LA ended up getting the bid, and we're gonna have it in like ten years or something. Yeah, something like that. But yeah. 
it's not so bad for our situation because we have the infrastructure already. Yeah, 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 we already yeah, have uh, the Olympics, uh, right? We're a huge city. It's right. very well wealthy. I, so we just have this stuff. We don't need to be out for it in the way that many other cities right. would be. It's so, really interesting because you know, I, even, I even had a um, an Uber driver, a Lyft driver, who was telling me all about it too because he was like – he was really, I mean, it was an older gentleman, so he remembers the whole thing. Okay. He was like, you know, when the Olympics first came here, I forgot what he said. It was either, it was Rideshare Thursday or something, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or no, it was, no, no, it was, uh, it was alternating Flex schedule. Hours. Yeah, huh? Flex Hours uh-huh. came from that because they wanted to empty the freeways yeah. out for the athletes' travels, and a lot of actually yeah, my, cool my, things came from it. Right, so, yeah, my yeah. mom and dad were living and working in L.A. at the time. Um, yeah. It was right before I was born. No, it was right after I was born, actually, and... They have told me stories of how great that those like two yeah, weeks yeah. were uh-huh, because uh-huh. you could drive on the freeway because there had been so many changes to people's schedules Working for, for from work. Home came yeah, that kind of as well. Thing. Yeah, that uh-huh. there just were way fewer people on the freeway, and they were like, "Oh, mm-hmm. it was like a golden age, of, like yeah, two yeah, weeks yeah. of no traffic." You, you remember Carmageddon that one sure, day yeah. that was like they're gonna shut that like this is gonna be the absolute worst traffic. I went to work that day. Yeah, and I drove home. And I could have went. I know, I know exactly. Because there, there was a big left. road closure yeah, uh-huh, in LA. Uh-huh. They were making a new bridge, and they warned everybody the traffic will be horrendous. Don't go outside, basically. Like, just right, hang yeah, out in your yeah, local yeah. area. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and that was such was... a good warning that everybody did do that. So the few of us who had to drive, I had to drive that day too. <laughs> Great. No traffic. I could at all. have been doing donuts. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally, there was nobody near me at all. I couldn't see a car within sight at all. It was wonderful. So. Anyway. There are some cities that don't get bankrupted by the Olympics, but many of those still have to, to contend with the corruption of the selection in the first place and the broadcasting and requirements of actually legal changes that the Olympics demands. A whole bunch of nonsense. Anyway. Yeah, I would imagine Vancouver and Calgary could do well with that. I know Russia had a lot of problems there. Too. Right, so again, cities that are already big right. enough to uh-huh, have infrastructure uh-huh. or they're wealthy enough to have infrastructure, whatever. Or hey, we already fine. have a bunch of stadiums. <laughs> exactly right, exactly right. But yeah, Sochi, Russia... I mean, how many billions of dollars were just corruptly thrown out the God. window? And Who do you knows? Even, do you even remember some of the Who stuff knows? that they had to do for that? They actually went out and, like, because Sochi actually had a really bad stray dog problem. Okay. But they actually just went out and just started mass murdering a bunch of dogs because they didn't want the stray dogs to annoy the the visitors from the Olympics and stuff like that. I remember reading articles about that, and I was just like, what the hell? Like, this is just not cool at all, you know? Anyway, I'm not down with the Olympics. Yeah. It's it's a bummer because the athletes I support hugely and it's very fun to watch, very mm. interesting. Yeah, and that's the thing too, right? Like my friend wants to go to Japan next year to experience the Olympics, yeah. and I'm like, dude, I want to go too because sure. I, I I love be watching the watch. Olympics. I love watching the Olympics. Totally. And don't get me wrong, like I love the Olympics. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike this guy, I love the Olympics. <laughs> okay, no, right. no, I enjoy the Olympics. And one of my favorite summers when me and my best friend and my brother were just sitting here. This was during college, and so yeah. we had all all of summer off, okay. right? So we were just chilling, and we just watched like every day. We just woke up, watched Olympics until night, went to sleep, and it was we were Sounds watching cool. handball. We were watching everything watch. in the middle of the night and yeah. everything, and it was wonderful and it was great. But it's just again, you see that, and it's awesome. But then there's yeah. just that top part of it that's like a, such a problem you know what i mean so yeah there's a lot of scum that rises to the surface yeah. just like the bay in brazil that literally had feces floating in it that they made people swim and do water sports in yeah cool thanks <laughs> yeah. and local government for screwing yeah. up uh-huh. all right uh anyway anything else about this uh shay the word is solidarity there you go 
No, I am not staying in solidarity with David. <laughs> Let's just say it moved me. <laughs> to a bigger house. Uh, I said the soft part loud and the loud part soft. Classic. I quote that one to my brother all the time. And you know what the ironic thing about that is, too? Is that's the one episode of The Simpsons that Matt Groening didn't put his name on. Really? Because that was the critic tie-over episode where the critic, you know, John Lovitz, oh. the critic, came over and he hated that. Oh, yeah? Because that was Fox saying, you're putting the critic on the show oh, to promote our critic, okay. to promote the new TV show. And Matt Groening's like, no, I won't do it. And that sucks because that's a great episode. That's man got hit by, you know, encroached by football. That's, are you right, saying boo or right. boo or oh, Like, that episode has some of the greatest lines, including that move me to a bigger house, which is yeah. funny when yeah. you, in perspective. That's of true, it. actually, yeah. It's just like, the whole thing is just, it's so weird. It's so funny, so... Oh, man. All right, all right, all right. right. Okay, we okay. want to move on now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's take a breaky break because we've been going on for an hour. Yes. So we're, when we come back, we're going to talk about other tournaments that will that would ha- happen over the past weekend. We'll get to your thoughts on Shizumaru and yeah, Mortal yeah. Kombat 11 OS yes. and very interesting 5-5 matchup topics. That's right. Be right back, guys. Olympics suck. This is James. According to me, James Chen. No, you have to be like, right, 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 right. Olympics suck, right, right. The Olympics suck. And then you have to sniffle afterwards. Yeah. Olympics are terrible. Are the Olympics going to kill? Are the Olympics going to kill? <laughs> they have. Yeah, just, uh, I know I saw somebody on the on the chat over here just asked me. Some guy Zero said, remember Ace Attorney tomorrow. I'm actually going to continue the Phoenix Wright stuff on Thursday okay. because I forgot tomorrow there's something I need to do tomorrow night so I can't do it all day. So I'll do that on Thursday. Uh, tomorrow I will probably play some more Tekken on my stream. So, nice. Yeah. Tekken. 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 <laughs> Tekken. Because I had a lot of fun playing both. it last time and I need to keep going. I need to keep going on that because I'm tired of playing Tekken once every two months Tekken. and never getting any stronger at that game. Yeah. So, And it's crazy, too, because even the last time I played it, I didn't feel like I did bad. It, it was one of those situations where it just felt like, okay, I'm doing well in Tekken now. I'm obviously not doing a lot of the high stuff because I don't know which way to sidestep, what moves to try to sidestep, okay. you know, things like that. And that's just stuff I need to go to the lab. And sure. that's probably, obviously, the movement is my biggest area. But, like, a lot of the other things about that game make a lot more sense to me. And I feel like a lot of it really is character, lack of knowledge. And so I just need the experience with that. Mm-hmm. Fought mm-hmm. a Marduk, and he just destroyed me because I didn't know how to deal with tackles. And mm-hmm. that's, like, all Marduk does is tackles. And I was like, uh, I don't know how to counter tackles. And then people were like, oh, when you see the arm go up, use the opposite button. Okay. And so I was like, okay, so when I see this hand go up, I'm going to use the opposite button on a visual standpoint. I see. But it was supposed to be the same button for the visual standpoint because I'm dyslexic with left and right, and it's just really bad. So, (laughs) Wait, you actually got Tokido drink ads? High fight? Wait, Mm. what do you mean? What do you mean that? Are you the one that got him the energy sports drink commercial where he headbutt? The boxer? That's so cool. That's awesome, dude. Oh, as while you were watching the stream, you got that ad with Tokido? Oh, you got the... Oh, I see. The wow. ad that we ran, we just got the Tokido ad. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I thought he was the one who like was like, I am your agent, Tokido. Right, yeah. Here is the... Okay, okay. 
That's funny. Yeah, he got the he got the birdie headbutt. That's cool. <laughs> I was like on our stream. I don't remember Tokido being on our stream at yeah. all. There's no way Tokido would be watching us. Oh man, NBC's coverage of the Olympics is just famously terrible. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so bad. I still remember the one year, and obviously, I mean, for very clear reasons. But I still remember the one year that China and U.S. were in the finals of the women's soccer, and like it was, it was almost unbearable for me to listen to because it was just so one-sided. The commentary <laughs> it was so one-sided, okay. and I just. It was just like every time China was about to score, go, oh no, oh no, oh my really? god, oh, oh wow. no. And then the U.S., let's go, oh, they're there. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh, God. Wow. Like, I, like, me and my family were just like. <laughs> Some people in the U.S. have family heritage in China. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It was kind of like. Dude, handball. Handball's a blast. If you man, haven't watched handball, like, you know. You know how sometimes you see like the basketball trampoline sports and stuff like that? You're like, this is kind of sick. Mm -hmm. Like handball is like that, That's but fun. it's actually an official sport. That one year I said that we watched during the summer, we had never watched handball before. And okay. when handball came on, we were like, this is the greatest thing ever. And like every, we looked up the schedule for handball. It was like at 3 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> we made sure to watch it every time. Oh, God, it was so good. It was so good. All right. Let's come back. The ads are done? Ads are done. Alright, let's do this. Alright. Other stuff happened over the weekend as well. There was Kumite in Texas, <clears throat> which took place in Arlington, Texas. Did you watch yeah. any of this? I did not get a chance to watch it. Well, either, so. they had it at the Esports Stadium Arlington. Yeah, which uh, Panda is helping design himself. So Indeed yeah. he did. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. It's at the stadium where com Team Complexity is there, and it's, like, right next to where Dallas, uh, where the Cowboys play and stuff mm -hmm. like that because it's yeah. all the same ownership group. I will tell you group. true story. I got an article saying the 100 most influential or important people in esports, and he was on there. Is that so? Yeah, because he was helping design this kind of him. stuff like that. I was on there, too. Is that so? What? That's why they sent it to me, and I was like, what? Mind That's blown. so cool, dude. Mind blown. Yeah, I was like, oh. That's so cool. Yeah, no, I was happy. I was happy. I'm just doing a little humble brag. I think it's that. great. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, super cool looking venue. Uh, I mean, very esports. Wow. Right? Like, it's it's like the... Remember the esports arena's intro where, like, there's, like, the blue lights? Oh, yeah, like yeah, it. of course. Of it's course. that. It was, yeah, yeah, But yeah. red. Right. Uh, anyway, cool looking venue. They had Kumite and Texas there this year. Tekken 7 was won by Jimmy J. Tran. <laughs> oh, I should say... That uh, it's a Tekken World Tour Challenger event, and it was a DOA Six World Championship point match. Oh, nice. Okay, cool, cool. So Jimmy won Tekken. Shadow got second, then Speed Kicks. DOA Six was won by Excalibur Blades, then Killy Delorean, and then Mr. Quiggle. Smash Ultimate won by Austin. Dozo won BB won DBFZ. MK11 was won by Deoxys. Mm. Man. He, his Garrus is looking super good. Super good. Some people think Garrus, Garrus was is better never now. bad. Garrus was never... I, that's why I just said that. I was like, Garrus was never bad. <laughs> yeah, he might have been number one the entire time. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have been saying... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
But then again, I, I'm like, I'm also the guy who's like, Brock is the second best! Right, yeah, 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 yeah probably so not. Like, whatever. Uh, second place was King Gambler, mostly with Scarlet, which is cool. Mm, I okay, hope Scarlet okay. wins at some point, but it hasn't happened yet. Okay. Samurai Showdown was won by Bad Intent with Charlotte. KDZ got second with Jubei, Kyoshiro, and Halamaru. Kyoshiro? Uh, Kyoshiro. I, I, that must have been early on in the tournament. He's not bad. He's not bad now, but, I mean, it's just not Jubei. Right? Jubei know. is ridiculous. Soul Calibur 6 is won by Sane with Ivy. And SF5 was won by Nigel EX with Bar. Oh, Bar. nice. Okay. Nice work out there. Good job to him. Ooh, base won KI. They had KI. That's Ooh, cool. cool. And they had Guilty Gear. Gear was won by Shinku. BB Tag by also Shinku. And again, I mean... This and Marvel Infinite by Stealth. The, the Kumite in Texas is always... They, and Kumite in Tennessee, uh, they always run a bunch of different games. They so. do. And, and what's, what's cool is that they give really good support to games that tend not to get yeah. as much support elsewhere. Like... Well, I guess maybe MK is not the best example nowadays, but NRS in the past has right. been like that. They've done a great job. KI as well, they're still running that. You know they what always the, do a good job. You know what the thing stuff. that makes me sad is? I've never been to one of those tournaments. Mm. I've never been to a KIT, and it makes me sad. I would love to go one of these days. Yeah, I, to I went to one in ten, Tennessee a couple years yeah. ago. It was cool. Uh, all right, all right. That was KI mm -hmm. Texas. Thunderstruck took place as well. That was a tournament in Mexico. And it was a Dragon Ball Fighters Tenkaichi event and a CPT ranking event. This was in Monterey, in fact. SF5 was won by 801 Strider. Yes. See that? Uh, I actually did see part of that top eight. I was okay. watching a little bit of that because uh, uh, it was, uh, I forgot when it came on, but I just happened to be working on stuff so I could have it on in the background. Uh -huh. So, But shout outs to a lot of the, the, the Mexico scene there. And also, uh, I just want to give a personal shout outs to Phantom Miria as well. Okay. Uh, obviously, I couldn't understand the commentary, but uh, she was doing the commentary for the top eight and she was part of the... Uh, the, um, the 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 EXO Academy. Yeah. And uh, I, I I actually had a session with her on commentary uh -huh. and stuff like that. So I'm just really happy that she got to do that top eight. So, so it was in Spanish. Yeah, she she was doing it in Spanish. She well, and the other person awesome. were doing completely in Spanish. I always commentary. support that. I think that's yeah, really yeah, great yeah, yeah. to mm -hmm. do it in the local mm -hmm. language. Uh, woo, Toronesto, thank you. Uh huh. Woo. Yeah, the crowd was super hype. They did a really good job with the with the crowd mic, okay. or they're just loud there, which I'm more could believe. I'm yeah. more willing to believe. Uh, Kusanagi got second with Sakura. Man, whenever that dude shows up, it's always good. Dude, um, he's so good. He is good. He definitely is good. He be he 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 kind of messed up Commander Jesse. I saw that match, and he kind of messed him up. So. That's funny. Yeah. Jesse plays that character, but all right. Yeah. Um, that's cool, dude. A lot of a lot of good players were there. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Dragon Ball Fighters was won by To Kill Sage. Yeah, and Christy, right. I think, got second place. He sure so. did. Yeah. Nice work. Who Ultimate was, was won by Joker. That's the player name. What do you got? I still remember the story. So someone in the chat says Crowd Mike is essential. Mm -hmm. I still remember the year. I think it was 2005 Evo, the year that we teamed up with MLG. Okay. That oh, we yeah. set up all of the crowd mic to record all the Marvel stuff. Yeah. And then MLG was like, can you tell your audience to be quiet? It's distracting our players while they're playing their top eight. And then we had to go up on stage and Tom or Tony was like, can you guys like not be loud? Because that was when uh, Duck... Like one, I think that's when like Tragic went out of the mic. I was like, you remember me five, you remember me? And then they got mad at us. So like for Street Fighter, we couldn't be loud and stuff. Was... Apparently the mic is blown up. Oh no. <clears throat> uh, doo -doo -doo. Let's see here. If this fixes it again. 
Let us know if that fixed it, because that sometimes just happens. Uh, is it fixed or is it still bad? Oh, that's a nice headbutt. Is it fixed? Yeah. It's weird. It is definitely weird. <laughs> you know... So he literally people... mutes it and unmutes it. And yeah, it. on XSplit. On XSplit. I just like click the little microphone, unclick it, and it's fine. It's, I don't know what to tell you. It worked years ago, and it still yeah. works today. So there you go. KOF was won by Sabie? Sabier? Okay. Okay. KOF 98. You thought I meant KOF 14? I did oh, not. Oh, okay, okay, okay. MK11 was owned by Gummy. Chris G's second. Ooh, okay. Street Fighter 2 Champion Edition. What? Was won by MT Euro with Guile. I'm going to read all these. Second place was <laughs> Velo Stamps with Guile. Third place was TSFM Chino with M Bison. Fourth place was LKL Gago Jogger. Okay. I don't know. Um, maybe that's a huh noise. I don't know how you do that. Guile and Ken. Then fifth place were Rodrigo Kiba with Guile Ken and Hokuto with Ryu. Seventh places were XTL Pits with Vega and seventh uh, also Fishban Pezmex with Vega. I'm really disappointed wow. that the Dalsum player who destroyed Flo on Fightcade wasn't there, you know? I think he was South American. <laughs> that would be so funny, dude. I remember that. that was, yeah. He had cross-up setups. Dude, cross-up drills, yeah. Although, to be fair... Someone kept doing that to me in Super Turbo, which I didn't even know it was possible in Super Turbo, and I was getting hit by cross-up drills, and I was like, about that? what the hell is going on? That is the one where Bison is a beast, that's yes, for sure. Uh-huh. But Guile's very good, too. Yeah. And- Guile was the only character that could truly fight Bison, and it was an advantage for Bison. Right. But it was, I mean, in today's language, it would be 5.5, 4.5. Yeah. Back then, it was like 6.4, yeah. which meant it was very competitive. Sure. Nowadays, 6-4 means that it's completely Ooh. a blow-up. I was talking dude. about that the other day, too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tekken 7 was won by Seiji uh, jo- Star, Akuma Lee Negan. Seijan was joking about it when we were doing the restream. We we're like, oh, this is not a 10-0 production. This is a this is a 6-4 production. Mm-hmm. And I was like, actually, in today's language, that's pretty good. <laughs> so, <laughs> Rev 2 was won by Lord Knight. Oh, dang. Okay, he was there. Soul Calibur 6 by Lolo MX. Under Knight by Kusanagi. Ooh, with Yuzuriha. Okay. Yeah, Kusanagi is amazing. He's definitely He's a good player. He's such a good player. No doubt. He's another one of those players that, because he doesn't get to travel enough, we don't get to hear yeah. about him enough. But he, if he got to travel a lot more, I mean, maybe he would be a good person to get. I don't know if he has a visa, actually. He's come to the so U.S. He has he come has to come Oh, yeah, 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 of course. He was at, like, Texas Showdown and he's stuff like that. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. He just probably can't get the chance to travel. As I don't much, know the situation, so, yeah. man, but he's definitely he's very good. The, I mean, look, if you're out there and you want to sponsor a lesser-known player and help them, Kusanagi is a really, really good choice. Very, very good choice. Just saying. Glitch 7 was a Smash tournament, and the ultimate side was won by Esam Pikachu. <laughs> Oh god, that's so great! Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. I watched a bit of the grand of the grands. It was but definitely. You know cool. why that's so great, right? Why is that so great? Because this was the weekend of Pikachu. Oh, the, yeah. Because Ash finally won, and uh, Pika, and then like someone literally put out the tweet. I can't believe Ash won a tournament before Esam did. And then that day, Esam won a tournament. Well, that was before? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I saw like, that tweet. That's funny. That yeah, was actually before. That's, uh, that's funny. Okay. Oh, God. But I heard Ash didn't use Pikachu. I heard that he used, like, 
it's a wolf Pokemon or something. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know either. I just read about it. Anyway, you Sam won it, then Light, uh, the Buzz third, Nairo, Samsora. Um, Rivals of Ether was won by Penguin. Was Did they not have Melee here? Wow. How about that? Oh, dang. Okay. Really? Anyway, uh, what was interesting as well was that it was a low S tier tournament. Right, according to the PG stats. I remember seeing that because it was like, Esam won an S tier tournament with Pikachu! And then it was like... It was downgraded (laughs) to a high A tier -tier. after the event ended because a player dropped out, meaning that like the difficulty of the event was lower. I just picked the I just picture the Bart with the at least you tried cake, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I won an S tier Oh A tier. Uh, Okay. <clears throat> oh man! So that's oh, a bummer. Oh, Melee had another event at that weekend. That's why. So oh, I didn't even hear about it. Okay. Smash Camp. Oh, by Zane. Nice One work by out Zane. there. Okay, that's there cool. Go. Shout that's out to cool. Zane then. Okay. Zane and Nun. Wow. <clears throat> okay. Um, but yeah, shout outs to Esam. I mean, that's great. Look, it's a. It was one player dropped out, so it became an A. That's so a, funny. Yeah. Esam. That's an S event in my heart, okay? Yeah, it's so, I mean, even he afterward was like, look, I don't care that much about this. Yeah. <laughs> Other people seem more upset about it than he isn't, did. Isn't it, isn't it that PG's standards is Panda Global, right? So he's probably like, screw Panda Global and their <laughs> right. rules. Uh, I mean, let's go Panda <laughs> Exactly, Global, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, for sure, dude. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, um, That's why he can't say anything about it. In his yeah, heart. he has to be quiet, yeah, right? Yeah, in his heart, he's like, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, of course. No, Esam's awesome. So shouts, congratulations to him. That's yeah, Esam's awesome. cool, dude. He oftentimes will come to events and he like hangs out and watches Street Fighter and Mortal and other games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah, definitely yeah, into other uh-huh. stuff, too. He's cool. Yeah. I like talking with him. I like hanging yeah, out with good him. Good dude. So, I agree yeah. with that. That's, oh, no, there's one more. The Street Fighter League. Ah, yes. Oh, Week Street Fighter number League, three. aka we are all mere mortals living in the world of XX. Oh, I'm sorry, just samurai. Just dude. samurai. We man. are living. We are all mere mortals living in the shadow of samurai. Here's what happened. Jesus. Storm beat Inferno 3-0, which means it was 801 Strider beating JB, Tommy Two Step beating Punk. Yep. Well, Punk went with Lucia. He I think did. he was trying to. Be punk, and it didn't work. It did not work. He he lost. And Mojo beat Broly. Then Gale beat Spirit, which meant Rob TV beat Sabin. Knuckle Dude beat Iodom. Shine beat CJ Truth. That was really good too. Dude, CJ Truth looked like he was going to destroy Shine. Shine was down to the last round, and he won four in a row basically, and was able to take it. So it was cool. And then Frost beat Psycho, which meant Thankadius beat Sherry. Mm -hmm. Smug beat. Dual Kevin. Mm-hmm. And then Samurai beat Automatic. <laughs> and then Samurai beat Smug. And I feel like something's left off here. Samurai then must have beaten Dankadius as well. No, yeah, he beat Dankadius the and then Smug. Dankadius, Dankadius and then, then, and then Okay, Smug. so Automatic, then Dankadius, then Smug. Yes, and Smug had him down to this much left. Last round, Samurai had, um, Smug had like half his life. And then Samurai's like, let me just do a couple of EX demon flips into Punch, and Smug is just going to eat them. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, it was a bit of a choke, but also excellent stuff by Samurai, who again OCV'd. It's ridiculous. Again. Like, 
is this just just gonna happen for the rest of the season? Why not? It happened for most of the last I season. I know, right? right? Like, I'm seriously. If I was Sherry and Dual Kevin, I would just be like, look, just Whatever, skip us. Whatever, right? Just, yeah, just, yeah. Or yeah. actually, they just Random need to, they just need to have them, you know, bide the time. So while Samurai is off to the side, just going. Yeah, powering up, right? <laughs> you know, they just need to, like, kill the time. You know, they had that new One Punch Man game. Have you heard uh-huh. how that played? I did. Where you just have to fight and last long enough until One Punch Man shows yeah. up and destroys... That's basically Fine. what they're doing, right? They just have to last long enough so that Samurai can just show up and take everybody out, dude. Uh, he God. is doing very well. So, currently, it's Gale and Frost who are first place. Yeah. And Inferno is last place. They haven't won yet. Oh, there's only been two weeks of the competition. Yeah, I know, I know. But that's crazy, though. That's crazy. That's all I got in terms of tournament results. Yeah, Psycho was also 0-2, which is kind of unfortunate for them because Psycho was the one team last season who was having a little bit of problems as well. So, you know. The Psycho curse? Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's what... what, um, Rip kept calling it, and that's what Automatic was, like, trying to taunt him about when Smug looked like he was about to beat Samurai. And then... And then Samurai struck. Yep. He did. I mean, again, it's only two weeks we, into can, this can thing, we, so. I mean, like, I know it's a conflict of, you know, game interest and company interest, but can we rename Street Fighter League to Samurai Showdown? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. And just, and just, you know, nice. like, just fight against him all day. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, man. Good work. <sighs> okay. All right. That's all for results. What do we got next? Oh, yeah. Talk to me, speaking of Samurai Showdown. Yeah, yes. About Shizumaru. Shizumaru is out, and uh, people hated him from previous games because he was super good. Okay. And in fact, 5 Special was the one where he had all the glitches that made him super powerful. Sick. So he had a turnaround punch, you know, move, which he still has in this one, but it's like super invincible and has all the things. It does a ton of damage. Well, in 5 Special, you could start charging it from the character select screen. Oh, I remember hearing all this. You know, and all that stuff. You can keep, They kind of try to maintain a little bit. You can actually keep it charged between rounds in this game. Okay. Although the timer won't increase. So you can charge it, and as soon as it, like, go, like, like you win, and, like, after you get the KO, you can let go of the button. And then hold it before the next round starts, and it'll keep charging from where the last one was and stuff. If you like. let go, will he begin the next round by releasing? Yes, that? actually. Really? Yeah. If you just wow. let go, if you don't hold it down a, a single button again, because you can transfer the charge. Uh-huh. If you don't hold on, yeah, the next round just starts with him doing wow, it right away funky. on the very, very first frame. So it's actually kind of interesting that they tried to keep some of that stuff in there, which is kind of neat. I agree. But here's the thing: right now. I see a lot of people saying that they think Shizumaru is going to be one of the best. Like, they're thinking, like, oh, this is like, he's going to be season one Genjuro, basically, right? I've messed with him. I don't know if he's going to be that good just yet. Clearly, he's going to be good. Okay. There's no question he's going to be, like, maybe top five or whatever, Mm. because he's got very standard standing C that reaches really far. He's got an invincible uppercut. Mm. His air, he's got... Uh, jump arc changing movement. That, yeah. He can float right. and stuff like that. He's got an instant overhead, right? But it's interesting because the instant overhead clip everybody sees is the back dash. He can float cancel into that. A on the way down. And then you see him do a standing attack into a into weapon flipping technique and you're like, oh my god, you could instant overhead into weapon flip. That combo's really freaking hard, okay? And in fact, I was talking, who was I talking to about it that said that they've just literally never done it? Like, they just haven't been, I did it once on stream. Really? I've only, d- I did once out of like 
50 tries or something like that. Oh. It's, it's not even a standing attack. It's literally dashing B. Oh. You have to do you have to do back back up button down A into forward forward B okay. in the span of like less than a second. Okay, that nice. whole thing in there. Now he can do back dash flow into the air like he has a little drilly move and that's an overhead. So then it becomes just like Ukyo's Tsubame Gaish. I see. Right? It does good damage, but the bigger weakness is that he only goes forward so that when you block mm. it, he's dead. Right? Like, Ukyo has that ability to just kind of try to get right. away. Even if you hold the tap down, it can do a ton of damage, and it's invincible on startup and everything like that. If you ever block it, almost everybody can SSM him for free. Uh, his weapon flipping technique is clearly very strong. He just throws his umbrella, eats every projectile in the world. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yashimaru can throw his super, which shows throws like 700 yeah. projectiles, and he's like, whatever, and just eats them all up okay. and hits them. So it's clearly going to be... He's clearly going to be very good. Okay. I'm not convinced that he's like Genjuro season one yet, Okay. but we'll see because... You're leaving that open. Yeah, there's definitely... Like, he has a cross-up, Right, which right, very few character has, but at the same time he's got a particularly high jump and a particularly far jump. So like you have to cross them up from over. It's not like you uh -huh. could be near them and try to cross them up and stuff like. Unless you jump over them, float, and then try to come down okay, and do that, that which cool. people are probably going to get good at to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's clearly going to be good. I'm not doubting that at Fair all. Fair enough. Is he going to be better than Jubei, Charlotte? Maybe probably around the same tier or something like that. Because in my opinion, those are the two strongest characters okay. right now, are Jubei and Charlotte. So clearly going to be right around there. Do, you does know? it seem to you like he has like substantial like plausibility for improving? Like like player like for, like figuring oh, yeah, out new, yeah. new stuff. Uh -huh, okay. Yeah, yeah. If people can figure out more of these umbrella like yeah, how because okay. the nice thing about it is you can float, drop, and then float again. So people might even be able to start doing crazy things with that just to kind of change the jump arc and everything like that. So cool. I think there's a lot of... Okay. Uh, we're going we're gonna to find out more for okay, the character. Good. Let's I'm just, just find that. out. We're going to find out more. So uh, Genjiro is clearly still good. He's, I don't think he... He might even be like fourth or fifth best right now. Mm. But uh, I think Jubei and Charlotte are, are a little bit stronger right now. And uh, I've been hearing Tam Tam and Ukyo are, are still super good as I well. I see. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's... Uh, he's really cool. He's really cool. He's definitely going to be a part of the, the meta. He's definitely going to be very much a part of all the uh, 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 tournaments. Cool. Like, we're, we're going to see him in top eights for sure. Okay. Uh, one of the cool things is that, you know, Jeff the Hero's been running the Ronin Rumble and stuff uh -huh. like that, right? So he's been running Ronin Rumble. That's going on every Sundays. It's just online tournaments, free to enter, whatever like that. This week he's doing a charity event. Shizumaru is going to be allowed in there, and I'm actually going to go on there and help commentate it. So When is that? Uh, this Sunday. This Sunday. Do you and know? It starts when? at, like, uh... 1 p.m., 2 p.m. And it's on his channel? Yeah, it's on his channel, Jeff the Hero channel. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Cool, man. That's awesome. Uh, the next character, Sunday at 1 p.m. PDT. Yes, that is correct. So there you Thanks. go. Yeah. Uh, Kona actually entered last week, too. Oh, did you? Oh, that's actually, cool, man. It was, it was super, super cool. Um, the next character that's coming out is supposed to be uh, Basara, coming out very soon. Okay. Because Shizumaru was not known at the time was a surprise announcement at Evo and then Basura is still on schedule so for, okay. uh, for next month I believe so very good there you go yeah. that's cool 
Mm-hmm. Are you gonna play him or? In- uh, I mean, Shizumaru. Shizumaru? No, I mean, I've, you don't care that much. I, well, the thing is, I've got two top tier characters anyway, so because like, well, it's not even in- well, Charlotte was kind of intentional. Intentional because I don't I don't really care about Charlotte, but I was just like this character's way too good, right? Even in season one, when some people were like, I don't know if Charlotte's that good. Are they calling it season two now? I, that's what I'm calling it. It's not. It's not oh, okay. really okay. season. It's still season one. Okay. I, I should say one point one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. One point yeah, yeah. one, but um, season one point one. I thought Charlotte was super good, and so when we were all practicing for Evo and stuff like that, I just picked up Charlotte to make sure I gave everybody mm-hmm. Charlotte experience. And as I kept playing her, I was just like, this character's so broken. <laughs> okay, all right. So Charlotte is still there. Jubei I just played because that's my character loyalty pick. Yeah. And then it just so happens that both of them are super good. Yeah. And uh, it's weird because Jubei's never really been super good. Okay. So it's actually kind of cool. Congrats. It's kind of nice. Congrats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a nice uh, feeling. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm happy about that. I'm I'm good with that. So yeah, so, season one still. Season two is next. Yeah, yeah, season yeah. Season, yeah. Just so make sure. Mina's the first one, and there's gonna be more characters. Huh? And everyone keeps asking me who I want to go in there, and uh, I always say Sogetsu, just because I think it's weird to have Kazuki there and no Sogetsu because he's sure. the fire, the ice guy, right? Obviously. I want caffeine nicotine. Right, hilarious there. name. Yeah, uh, although like I said, they'd probably call him Nikki. <laughs> Nikki, yeah, Nikki, or something like that. They call him caffeine. He's probably just gonna be called caffeine. Caffeine, yeah. Uh, or caffeine N or something right, like that. Yeah. yeah. I really want to see Seeger back. I don't know. Seeger. I want Seeger's the guy with the big gun arm. Oh, I've seen yeah, that. Yeah, the from Samurai Showdown two. And then who was the last one I said I wanted back? I forgot who the last one I said. Uh, shoot, I can't remember now who I said. I might have said uh, Genon just because he's old school and mm-hmm. people really want him. Isn't back. he coming back? Uh, no, he hasn't been announced yet. Oh. He has not been announced yet at all, so it's kind of weird. Okay. So, anyways. <clears throat> all right. <laughs> Genon. Whose emote is Genon? Gamego, huh? Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know why he's not in there. I feel like he's such a, a staple. The oh, game that's Game Goons. Uh, that makes sense. Gamego. I thought that was a Japanese. Gam- oh, that's so I funny. I thought it was okay. a Japanese. All right. Gamego. Okay, that's okay. funny. Fair enough. That's awesome. Gibby's going to get so mad. I know, yeah. He's going to headlock me next time he sees me. I mean, well, shouldn't it have just been Goons? I think it should have been, been Goons. Maybe there already was Goons. Uh, could I, don't be, know. I really don't know. Yeah. Okay. I can now do as much as Gibby's squeeze machine oh you know how he always yeah, tips yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And he has a hundred pounder and he's always like try this like he's yeah, always trying to get people uh-huh. to try his like hundred yeah, pound squeeze uh-huh. machine and i can do that now i haven't seen gibby since i could do that but i saw him this past weekend I'm, i'll I'm let him know that. oh yeah I'll let, let me know. know i'm i'll let him know i'm coming i'm coming for him <laughs> i actually have a great idea for an emote and i need i might need to hire an artist for me to draw but i don't want to give it because i don't want someone copying mm-hmm. okay all right we'll we'll chat later okay <laughs> uh let's talk about uh i don't know if i can trust you with secret information though <laughs> that's true you know it's I'm, not like I'm you're a blabber a lo- it's not like you're a lawyer who you know I'm has a ndas and everything like correct that, so. brand new never before seen <laughs> technology has been discovered for well, the first time in Mortal Kombat. To be fair, it's done slightly differently than it's before. It's true. Right. So, uh, Mortal Kombat has, for a long time, had the ability to do 
on hit or on block option selects, right? right? Yeah, so yeah. on block, uh, you get something that you don't get on hit, or on hit, you get something you don't get on block. Right, and depending on, it's different on, you know, uh, like canceling on block into safe move or finishing a string or even canceling into a special move. It can be both ways, basically. You cannot do a special move both ways. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 but I mean, one will, in other words, what I'm saying is that sometimes the cancel is on block, sometimes the cancel is on hit, but yeah. it's never both. It isn't both. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That is to say, like, you can't option select in the same string mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. to come out, a special to come out on hit and a special to come right. out on Right, exactly, block. exactly. Yeah, but yeah. every other permutation works. So, this is totally new. <laughs> Somebody may have found it in Mortal Kombat X. Or 9. <laughs> and it turns out that it was in Mortal Kombat 4, even, because mm -hmm. Paolo said that last week on this very program. Um, it's true that it's done a little bit differently. So when I found it in, in MKX, it was done by just pressing like a direction. You could just cancel. Mm -hmm. What you're doing basically is making the game forget about previous inputs. Mm -hmm. And you used to be able to do that by using a directional move. Now you can't do that. Instead, you just press a button. And it's the same. Right, right, um, right. So the timing is pretty strict on stuff, but in... <laughs> the, I will call it the Mamma Mia on the com commentary. The OS I will call the, it on... Yeah. Yes. Oh, he's using the Mamma Mia. I will absolutely... This is genius. <laughs> genius. Thank you. Harappa the Kappa. Absolutely. I'll be calling it the Mamma Mia on, on commentary for Mortal Kombat. So it's definitely good. It allows you to try things and you don't get the unsafe parts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's basically what it's about. You do a string and on block, only one hit of the string will come out, not the unsafe part. But on hit, the potentially unsafe part will come out, but it's on hit, so obviously it doesn't right. matter. Um, same also, thing with special. just to explain the Mamma Mia whole thing, oh, is okay. that when Ryu came out in Smash Brothers, someone discovered that you could go straight from getting up off the floor into an uppercut and okay. it's completely invincible. What? And it bypasses any frames that you can hit him there. And they said, I discovered the sec- I'm calling it the Mamma Mia. The Mamma Mia. <laughs> oh my God. One of the all time funniest things that wasn't intended to be funny. And so no good. reason. So good. And you know what? I was with, you know, Corey Bell's obsessed with the Mamma Mia joke, okay. right? And we were literally at a restaurant one time. It was me, Corey, and Olaf. And there's a kid with the Mamma Mia shirt okay. from the musical right. with a Mario hat on. And we we're like, does he know? Does he know? <laughs> like, should we tell him? Like, <laughs> So funny, dude. Oh, God. Uh, anyway, so the option select is definitely good. It's a way to hit confirm easily. The what? The what? The Mamma Mia's kind of talking about the Mamma Mia. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh -huh. um, the, the Mamma Mia is very good. And some people in the NRS scene are very worried about it. Right. Very uh -huh. worried uh -huh. about it. Mm -hmm. It is the same response that happened in Street Fighter 4 when option selects began to get new. No, trust me, Kamala, that is exactly what we were thinking, too. So if a kid has a Mamma Mia t-shirt, like, it had to have been a smash Thing. I think it would have been more likely to have been a smash thing than him being a fan of the musical Mamma Mia. <laughs> a little, little out of date. A little out of date. Yeah. 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 
Anyway, hand sorry. Me down. I, definitely a hand me down from yeah. the parents. Not even from his older older siblings, from the parents. Anyways, continue, continue. Uh, so anyway, it's very good, and some people in the scene are freaking out. And I just feel like it's the same thing that's happened whenever a scene first encounters option selects. Mm-hmm. The same reaction happened in Mortal Kombat X when I, just, I discovered it. Mm-hmm. And uh, not just me, Ali and other people helped. Um, but nobody did it, so it didn't matter, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the same response, too, that happened in SF4 when people started doing option selects. The proximity. Do you remember the proximity guard one? Yeah, I do, yeah. but that was much later. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. early uh-huh. on, when people were just doing, like, meaty jump around house mm-hmm, option select mm-hmm, DP, mm-hmm. other people freaked out. They were... They were very mad about it. It ended up being that option selects, I feel, really helped that game in terms of making it so that it wasn't just an escape fest. Right. There were way too many escapes in that game without that kind of a tech. Mm-hmm. And that was, so that was important to making the game good. Crouch tech ended up being really interesting to play around. There was this whole wheel of options. It was. <laughs> oh, I'm serious. It was an important mix-up in the game. Yeah, yeah, it was the important mix-up. Cra- crouch tech, yeah, yeah, yeah. delay crouch uh-huh. tech, stand throw, and all the ways to beat that were mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. a core mix-up of the game. Right, right. Without that stuff, it would have been, I feel, much less interesting. Um, so I'm I'm not worried about it, but I've been through it before. Right. Right, I've mm-hmm, been through it before, mm-hmm. whereas many people in the NRS scene just haven't. Right. They just haven't. So... While I'm not concerned, some people are, and there's like calls to patch it. Nobody's called to ban it, which is, I think, to their credit at least, right? Like, <laughs> don't never do it. You can't police that stuff. Right, exactly. Uh, but uh, they do want it to be patched. I hope it's not. I really like it. Hmm. It's it's cool. It's not the kind of option select that you do every time. If you are always doing an option select for a string so that only one hit comes out on block, mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. you're not staggering. And I'm I can just press buttons after I block anything. Now right. it's now it's always my turn. Right. Yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or if I'm doing an option select so that I only get a command grab if you're blocking, which means you're grabbable, mm-hmm. then you should know that and duck or jump my yeah, command yeah, grab yeah. every time. So it's not the kind of thing you do every time. Instead it just like adds this extra dimension of is he doing the option select? Does he think now is the time to do it? It's actually just another mix up. Right. Yeah, I mean for me, like I wouldn't mind it getting patched out. Only just because it's just one of those things like, to me, kind of like, for example, I will perfectly tell you that role canceling made CVS2 a better game, Definitely right? Not. But it's just, is this something that we want to try to have to force people to learn in order to play fighting games? You know I mean, what I, I mean? I don't think it'd be the worst thing if it got patched out. I already liked the game a lot. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh-huh, not like uh-huh. SF4, which I felt was headed in a really bad direction. Right. And that's yeah, why yeah, I like, uh-huh, worked on uh-huh, the options. Exactly, selection. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, I mean, that's that's only where I stand for. I have yeah. no qualms about the option select existing. Yeah. In fact, that whole jump roundhouse, safe jump, uppercut is what Daigo was doing in Super Turbo to Honda for yeah, years. Yeah, 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 you yeah, know? Right. It, wasn't, it wasn't a new idea. Right. Totally. It was like, oh, Street Fighter Four invented option right. selects. Like, no, right. nobody designs options. The player designs option totally. selects. You don't, but, like, only reason why is because, like, it sucks that if you're like, hey, I want to learn CVS 2. This game looks fun. All right, here. Time to learn roll canceling. Yeah. Because you can't compete unless you play K-Groove, right? I mean, that's just it. And then for Mortal Kombat, you know, if it becomes that... That's the only thing is that I don't know if it'll even become... Like, I don't think... If Sonic Fox didn't learn any option selects, you're not beating him with your option selects. He's beating you anyway. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's going to be that much of a deal breaker. But I do game. think I do think that the scene is now at a point where it needs to take tech like this really seriously. Mm-hmm, Before, mm-hmm. to be frank, I didn't think that there was enough 
hard competition that the top players needed to eke out like every little bit of advantage right, 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 in a way right. that you may need it to in, in other games. Now I do think it's like I, even Sonic Fox needs to eke out every bit of advantage. Hmm. He has not won every tournament. He's gotten the grand true. finals, but it's he true. has not won them all. So this is, I think, now a case where people do need to learn all the good tech. And mm-hmm. and they are. I mean, I don't know that they'll be, do, be doing this OS, but they already were doing OSs around some strings allow you to neutral duck under a command grab, but also flawless block. Right, the yeah, 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 yeah. People are already uh, doing that stuff. Yeah, so I mean, all the that, fuzzy guard stuff to the high lows is technically an option select exactly, as well, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, so, for sure. And, so you know, the I, scene is doing that stuff, and I, I hope that they really do this option select stuff seriously. Yeah, I do want to address you know what, doing what Shay says. It's like, isn't this going to negate the risk factor? You know, I don't think it negates some of the risk factor. It does. For somewhere, sure, yeah. it does. But the thing about it is it negates not, it doesn't add risk somewhere else. What it does is it negates also your unpredictability. Yes. Right? That's a good so way to that just it. means that you're negating the risk, but you're also negating the unpredictability. Because right now, if I wanted to stagger or complete or cancel into a teleport with Scorpion to catch you by surprise or yeah. do something crazy, doing the option select is only going to give me those two outcomes. Right. And there is a guaranteed solution to dealing with both outcomes, and so you lose. So Scorpion's best staggers is forward three. That's where his option select is. And so if I can't stagger with forward three because I'm doing the same thing, like you said. Yeah. If you then, never do forward three four, then I'll press a button and take control every time. Right. You'll never get away with forward three into forward three ever again. Right. You'll never get away right. with that. So there you go. Yeah, so. I, I highly agree with you. So I'm not worried about it at all. I'm looking forward to so, it. So yeah, so it does lower the risk. But it, it does, right. So, it does lower example, the risk, For yeah. example, Sonya probably won't do her back one, two, three, which is the un, super unsafe overhead at the end of that string. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if she just does back one, two every time, or just back one every time, and there's not the mix-up of the stagger or whatever else, then you take control. It's your turn now, because mm-hmm. you know she's not going to do that stuff. So it's a good way to phrase it, that you're giving up predictability by doing yeah, an option yeah. select. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or giving up unpredictability. I'm sorry, yeah, unpredictability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and by the way, it's actually not that hard to do, the OS. That's a good The Mamma Mia is not that bad. The good question here from Rose Ramirez uh, is that, do you think NRS should bounce? And I heard that. I'm not reacting to it because I want to make it as normal as possible. Normalize it. Yeah. So do you think that NRS should balance with the OS in mind or ignore them? Or do or even on top of that, do you think they should fix it? Well, I don't want them to fix it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be too upset if they did because the game is really good anyway. Right. right. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I would rather that they don't. I expect them not to because last week... Uh, Apollo, who is the game designer, lead game designer, was in here in the chat, and he said that it's been in there since MK4. <laughs> right. So if something's been in there since MK4, I feel like there's like a reason that you're not changing it. Right. right? Uh-huh. Whether that's the game engine is just built that like whatever it is. Right. You're cool with it. Whatever. It's just hard to do. But I it's don't. Just know. Hard to change. See, the thing maybe, is, I, I don't think it'll be hard to change anymore because it's very clear that they're very deliberate with the amount of blocks that and hit stun you get from everything in yeah. this game. I mean, you can see it from the cancel windows, like the cancel yeah. advantages. and They are calculate like, everything happens to have the seven window in between when there's a hole, when they want it to be, you know, or this happens to be minus six. Like, they clearly have the control over it. And so all you really have to do is just make sure everything's the same on hit and block, right? So They've never done that. And right. Not in MK, at least. The cancel window, at least. Not even the frame date, just at least the cancel That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. They never, have never done that. Yeah. So I don't That's know why. True. That's true. Why? You're right there. 
<laughs> that's true. That's true. What do you got to say for yourself, huh? Again, I'm cool with it, but you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like I said. The only re- the only reason why I'd want it gone is just because I don't want it to be like, oh, by the way, in order to get this extra level, here's this crazy, really obscure, ambiguous technique. I think I am cool with that. It's like irrelevant at every level except for the tippy top, and then yeah. I'm cool with like having a little extra differentiation. I yeah, think that's but I mean, thing. there's that meme of the kid trying to step on the fifth, fourth step. You know? Okay, yeah, okay, you okay. Know, or, so there are the people who are doing option selects but can't do the basic mix Yeah, because they, they're going to learn about it right away and people yeah. are going to be talking about it on commentary. Oh, he's doing the option select. Right. So like, I mean, that's why everyone in Street Fighter 4 was the ultimate proof of that. That everybody had to learn Rufus's stand light kick in the fierce one frame link because Justin was doing it. Mm. And I was like, just do dive kick low short into spin. I'm like, it's safe on block, yeah. and if you hit them, you combo them, and there's a low in there that the other one doesn't have, and they're right. like, no, if Justin's doing it, I should do it too. I'm like, no, but that's that's how it is. Yeah. You know what okay. I mean? That's the problem. So, okay. Can people see that you're doing the option select? No. No. Unless we turn on inputs. That's the only way we can figure out. I don't know. But that's it. But again, it's really not that hard. I went into training mode, and it took me maybe 10 or 15 times to do it the very first time with Baraka's 4-4-4. Oh, okay, four, four, four. okay, okay. But by the end, I went in and I picked Cetrion, and I tried to do it with her 4-2-3, and I got it first try. Okay, okay. It's really not that bad. So if you are a player who is dedicated to MK11, mm-hmm. I really think that you should be able to get it. Right. It's really right. not that bad. Okay, okay. That's it. Shoutouts to Tech. But I think it's like a test of the scene. Is the scene at a point where it needs to take tech like this seriously in order to compete. I think it is. I think it's a really strong right, scene yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. But uh, I just I just wanted to see whether the top players themselves feel that way. Right, right. Interesting to know. The question is, do you think that if this tech is strong enough that some guy who just sits there and masters the tech is going to all of a sudden start being the top players who are too lazy to learn it? No, no. Right. This, this is something that differentiates, like, it's, it's the extra little bit. Right, The yeah, extra yeah, yeah, little yeah. bit. It's mm-hmm. not something that's, like, definitional, for sure. Okay. okay, enough. Okay. What else do we got? Want to take a break or do you want to just keep going? Well, let's, let's keep going. Keep on a moving. Let's keep on, keep on. All right, so we've what got, do we got some 5-5 oh, five, five five stuff. Some good topic. Oops, sorry. Oh, you got cat. No, I accidentally kicked the cat. Wow, the cat got jammed. Yeah, I'm sorry. Which one do you want to start with here? Uh, I mean, we have two topics right now, right? Yes. The viewer topic and the regular topic, right. right? Let's just do the regular one first, and then we'll do the viewer one, and then we'll pick the viewer question that we want to do. Sounds good. All right. All right. So, Sagem had a great video out. He's been doing that lately. Nice work out there. Mm-hmm. Where he said, you know what? You don't really want a fighting game that's all about footsies. <laughs> you don't actually want that. Right. Most people don't actually want that kind of a game. And everybody who says that, they don't really actually realize what they're asking for. Is what it is. Because he's right. And Infilament actually kind of uh, uh, expanded on this. The yeah. word footsies has just become this over-glorified term that everybody all the everybody at the top level is like yo i just want to play footsies or footsies is the best or it's all about footsies the best game have footsies 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 means something different for like everybody (laughs) at this point in time right it's just one of those terms that's become so nebulously ambiguous Mm -hmm. and like you know you're gonna be like yo i love footsies says the mvc2 player you know what i mean like like Sanford is like, I want to play footsies in my fighting game. He likes playing MVC2, right? And for most of the counts, a lot of people are going to watch MVC2 and be like, 
That's not footsies. It absolutely is. It absolutely it's is. It's just yeah, a completely okay. yeah. different kind of yeah, footsies, yeah, yeah. Okay. Air footsies than what you're th- like. Someone's gonna be like, "Yeah, I want a game with nothing but footsies." That's just walking back and forth and with pun. I mean, look at dude. MVC two has a completely different kind of footsies. It does. It does. Right. And it's a wonderful Smash kind of... has a different kind of Smash footsies. Smash has a different kind of footsies. But it has footsies. Yes. And what's interesting, too, is that every game that has this, if you play a shooter, you're doing the same thing that we call footsies in fighting games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the same idea. If you're playing Madden and you're trying to juke around somebody, mm-hmm. it's the same idea again. It's just a sort of general term about spacing and control and right. you uh-huh, know knowing uh-huh. where the opponent's going. Right. That's really what it's about. And look, the thing about it is, like, one truth of the matter is, if you want a game that's all about footsies, that game already exists. It's called Footsies. It's called Footsies. And it's available currently on iPhone and Android for only $1.99. That's true. It's a good price. There you go. (laughs) I have it. I have it. I have it as well. So there you go. No, but I mean, seriously, though, like... I, I Someone told me one time that they want a game where it's all about just, like... I want to whiff punish everything. And I was like, if you had to whiff punish the game, you would have one of the most miserable fighting games you'd ever have, right? And someone's like, oh, I can whiff punish in all these games. Like, yeah, like you mentioned Third Strike. I can whiff punish everything. No one's whiff punishing Chun-Li's low forward kick. You know what I mean? Not that, but it is important in many other matches. Yeah, it is. But the thing is, it's not all that way, right? And a lot of people think that that's what it's about. Like, they're like, why don't we just universally make it so that every move in Street Fighter V can be whiff punished and leaves behind hurt boxes and da-da... Dude, because you're going to have the most miserable game because yeah. everyone's just going to not hit any buttons. Then, then you can't press a button. Right. You can't control space anymore, right? right. And, and it's just, it's it's not what people want. Yeah. So. I think it's a bad idea to have a game where the most basic way to beat a very common tool is the best way to beat it. Mm-hmm. It's just a bad mm-hmm. idea. Like, if you're just not there or if you just block and that's the best way to beat it, that's not great. Mm-hmm. So, I like the idea of footsies. I think it's a lot of fun to whiff punish. It's cool. Mm-hmm. I like to have a, a risk in neutral where if I get hit, it's a, it's damaging, like or it turns into pressure mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of the things about it, and I tend to play characters that are maybe not what you would call typical footsies characters, but they all have to play it. Like Dalsam has to play this kind of game, even though it's atypical. Zangief definitely does. He's primarily a footsies character. Most of the characters I play are like that. But that's not, like, the only thing I care about. If you don't then also have mix-ups and good defensive things right, and, uh-huh. and other stuff that lets you sort of express yourself as a player, like, there uh-huh. needs to be a lot more than like, just this basic game. I, I, I actually like it when you have a footsies fighting game and then there's that one character that just kind of just bypasses it's, it's It's important, right. Yeah. It's interesting, because Keats just had a really great tweet about this as well. Uh-huh. He was like, he, uh, I forgot exactly how he quoted it, but he was like, you know, you devs, it's hard to sas- satisfy both people, because for some people, doing something really hard, like playing a fighting game, that's what it was, it was playing a fighting game that's really mentally draining, like KI was. Yeah. You know how we always talk about when you play that, you're just tired, because you can't stop thinking in right. that game, right? There's no break. Like, some people love that, and for some other people, it's too stressful, and right. it's hard, like, how do you control that? My response to him is, I feel like you can fighting games are one of the only ones that you can actually try to reward both kinds of play, right? So the, the reason why is because I brought up someone like Marn, because I love the way that he played Viper and Dudley yeah. in Street Fighter Four. Because I asked him about it. I was like, how, like, where, 
He's like, I'm not thinking. Right, He's I like, know, I know. Just, yeah. this just comes that's, out that's of That's not my... a joke, right? Like, I remember on Twitter, we used to say that about Marn. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I would often get comments on Twitter where they're being like, "You're why are you trashing Marn? Like, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. He literally says that yes, that's his style. Exactly. That's a... And, and, I, and I, I also brought up the example for me, which is the Tetris versus the Puyo Puyo. And I've told you before, and it sounds weird, that I actually don't like Puyo Puyo as much as Tetris because I feel like you have to think too much in Puyo Puyo. Yeah. You know, Tetris is about this crazy zoning, and you're thinking the whole time, but it's a different kind of thinking. Sure. You know what I mean? And so that's what I want out of fighting games. I want that variety, you know? Of so course. if it's just all footsies, and I, like I said, I think when everybody says, I want to play a fighting game that's nothing but footsies, I don't even think they're saying the same thing as somebody else who says, I just want footsies. You're probably and right. And the third person who says, I just want footsies. They're all asking for something completely different. Yeah. And to the uneducated right now, that just sounds like a bunch of walking back and forth and only with punishing and stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, it's different. It's yeah. not, you lose a lot of that space control aspect. You lose a lot of the, the character variety and yeah. the rushdowns and stuff like You give some characters bad footsies because they do a ton of damage. Right. You give characters good footsies, but they do little damage. You give characters... Yeah, so, some characters have active control-based footsies. Mm-hmm. Some have whiff-punishing tools. Right, Right. Uh-huh. All that stuff is very important in making an interesting fighting game. Right, so for example, Dalsum is footsies, but he plays, uh, not necessarily in 5, but like, let's say in 4, Dalsum plays footsies from a screen away and it works. But then another character... He still like, does in most matchups in, in 5. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But uh, it, but then Rufus plays footsies right here. Right. Like close next to you, right? They're both playing footsies. It's just what kind of footsies do you want to play? Different effective ranges. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah man. So it's, it's definitely cool uh, to have more than just the basic options. I like it a lot. Yeah, same here. Same and here. I would not want a game that is exclusively one thing. And by the way, I wouldn't want a game that's exclusively footsie. It's true, but I wouldn't want a game that's exclusively mix-ups or that's whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, like, uh-huh, any exactly. one thing that goes too hard is going to make a game less interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I, I feel like we're losing a lot of that in, in fighting games these days. I, I really do. I feel like fighting games are getting a little more... Uh, most fighting games are getting kind of a little streamlined, but... I feel like it's never been more diverse. Uh, between games. Yeah. Yes. I mean within the game. Oh. <laughs> I mean within the game. Within the game. There's definitely variety, but I don't feel like within the game sometimes the, the variety is strong yeah. enough. I think there are some important examples of that recently. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Between the games? Oh, yeah. You cannot find games that play yeah. more differently than, than, you, than right now. I hear you. For I hear you. sure. For sure. Anything else to say about this one? <laughs> Can you imagine a fighting game that was all grapplers, all command grabs? That'd be the craziest game, dude. That'd be crazy. Well, grapplers are for the smart players, I've mm-hmm. always said. I agree with that only because I also play grapplers. I know. <clears throat> all right, let's talk about the viewer topics. Okay. We had a bunch of great suggestions this week. Yeah, nice work out yeah, there, everybody. Yeah. It's a lot, a lot of really cool stuff. Let's go through it. Sure. There were ten this time. Oh, I'm about to spoil it. Jeez. Oh no, it just says viewers choice. Recently no. I've seen some fighting game people ask for more microtransactions. Th- oh, no, I'm just gonna go down. Okay, okay. Mostly skins. Is this a recent change in mindset? Okay. We're not gonna talk about that one. Okay. Some people say Japan's SFL teams look unbeatable. Is that true? Is this a bad mindset for the US SFL players to have? We'll never know. What kinds of FGC Twitter accounts, like FGC Dad, Clipmaker, Quotes, etc., are we missing? Parody or otherwise. 
Huh. I have no idea. We're That's not an interesting one. Because yeah. I feel like Hi-Fi covers most of what we do. <laughs> There's lots of talk <laughs> about demanding good netcode in know, fighting I'm just going to call this episode the, the Hi-Fi promotional nice work, stream. So there There's go. lots of talk about demanding good netcode in fighting games. Should we demand good graphics too? Sam Show and Exert are both Unreal Engine 4 after all. Um, is that implying that Sam Show doesn't look good? I think it is. Damn. <laughs> okay. I'm just, I'm just transcribing what they're saying, folks. I didn't write that one. You submitted that question. I know you did. did. No, I have said that I think the best thing about that game yeah, is it's, it's art it's, style. It's true. So. It's true. It's true. Uh, any thoughts of Ash finally winning the Aloha League after 22 uh, years uh, in his uh, previous uh, region? Aloha League. Oh. My, hello. It's like you don't even know who killed Pokemon's dad. <laughs> I literally transcribed it. I mean, it's not my fault. Man. God. Congrats to Ash. What are some options for filling in breaks between matches for viewers besides ads or commentators struggling to stall? Can I just respond to that one real fast? Okay. The whole point is to have ads. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to get other things. We do need ads, but I think, I think there's more to talk about there. Right. It shouldn't be the commentators are struggling to stall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's sure, definitely sure. strategies yeah, yeah, to do yeah, that. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to move on from that one as well. With SNK slinging around its characters to other companies like Mad Lads, is now a good time for a new Capcom vs. SNK or SNK vs. Capcom? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Do you prefer to be the stream commentator or the live audience commentator? What are the different challenges hmm. and skill sets required? That's an interesting one. Okay. I agree, that is an okay. interesting that one. That is an interesting one. Okay, okay. What do you think about Super Arcade closing in two weeks? Hmm. I mean, it's a big bummer. We've talked about this in the past. Yeah, I'm sad about that one. D and last, do you think fighting games should keep releasing new versions every few years or just support one game for a long time through DLC characters and cosmetics? That's what we'll be discussing today. That is the one that won. That's the one that won. 24% of the vote. Almost a quarter, yeah. So, not a majority at all, but a plurality. That's the one. Mm -hmm. That's the one. Correct. That's the one. So, repeat the question again. Do you think fighting games should keep releasing new versions every few years, or just support one game for a long time through DLC, characters, and cosmetics? Right. So, the idea through this one is to, again kind of tried to emulate sports, right? Because that's what we're having in, in this situation is that something like basketball, tennis, has rule changes, but for the most part, it's the same game. And so we have this lasting kind of thing with it, right? I feel like that's kind of like what League is trying to do. They're just trying to keep extending League totally. as much so it doesn't change and stuff. Other games as well, not the only example. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I'm not for it. I'm not for okay. it. I don't, I don't like the idea of it. Okay. I would rather have new versions of it because, I mean, or unless you have a company as big as Riot that can pull this off. Because so, Riot, clearly, they revamped their entire graphics at one point in time. They did do that. Right? Yeah, you know, true. and stuff yeah. like that. So. Um, it's not just League. Uh, Dota's been around. Yeah, yeah, Same yeah, thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. CS. Um, I'm sure Overwatch is trying to do mm-hmm. that, although it's mm-hmm. not so old. Like, there are definitely more examples than just those few. Yeah, I think for fighting Starcraft games... StarCraft did the same thing for a long time. It depends. If the companies can get to the point where they have the ability to... Because, oh, man, now now I'm just, this is stabbing me in the heart right now. Because, <laughs> seriously, at our company that I worked at, we worked on automation. 
and there was a lot of stuff that was written, yeah. and then it was like, no, we want this feature, we want this feature, so you add this feature, you add this feature, you do this, you change, oh, I don't like this, you change this, and eventually you end up with super turbo code, mm -hmm. right? Super turbo code is the wildest piece of crap you've ever seen. I mean, seriously, all of Sagat's moves are here, and then there's more over there, and then there's some over here, and you tweak this over, like, it is a mess, because it was literally created on CPS1, yeah. and it was doing this, so the whole thing is, you don't get any opportunities to actually re-instrument your code. This is a very important thing, re-instrumenting code, which is taking code that exists, and cleaning it, redoing everything, to make it do the exact same thing. I see. You're paying somebody to make no difference I see. I see. to anybody else, and not increase sales, you're not doing anything. Is it more efficient or like what's the Yeah, that's what it, is it's the reason? organized. It's it's more organized, it's easier to change things, it's easier mm. to add features. It's okay. now that you know what people like to add, or like for example, let's say I create a super turbo and I created the concept of buffering normal moves, right? In Super Turbo, it's just built into the system that moves that are bufferable are like are cancelable only on certain frames or whatever like that and stuff. But now I want to build a system to it. But now I want to add the ability to cancel specials into supers, right? And right. it's like that's uh. not built into these special moves. So now I've got to add this weird extra code or I could re-instrument it and make it so that everything comes off of a move class and there's a cancelability and what it can cancel into and it builds in the checks instead of having everything be like specific like oh this move can cancel to this okay. it's like hey it's just built into the underlying infrastructure right okay. so you can do a lot of things like that okay. right but the problem is how do you tell a company hi we want to hire this guy and spend you know, $80,000 on programming salary to make no difference to anybody out there, right? And so that's never going to happen. <laughs> and so the problem with staying with one game for too long is you end up sometimes in situations where some of the ideas that you want to implement are just too hard to implement. And mm. in fact, we see that in Street Fighter V right now. Some of the stuff in Street Fighter V is still left over from Street Fighter IV. Right, Street Fighter Four. Like, here's the perfect example. Cammy couldn't do low. Her she, her low jab used to end slower, so she couldn't do low jab into low strong into drill. Okay. In before arcade edition. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They changed it so that low jab could now link into it. It recovered a lot faster. Right. right? But they didn't change the way the rapid fire jab worked. So you could actually, so when you did rapid fires in Street Fighter 4, you couldn't cancel anymore, right? You could literally link low jab into low jab, and it wasn't cancelable. Because some of the legacy parts of, okay. the, of the rapid fire was stuck there. Okay. And like, there's just like all these weird things about it that when you look at it from a programmer standpoint, you're like, huh, okay. that's really odd. You know yeah. what I mean? Okay. And so if you're always building on top of a game, you're, you're just going to end up with something that I think is unwieldy. Okay. And maybe it's too hard to add certain features that you want. Okay. And so I feel like coming out with new versions, taking the lessons which I don't think happens all the time. Ah, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> but if you take the lessons from the previous game and upgrade it, I think that's really important. So I feel like for the sake of the games, outside of like, hey, Riot, we're going to just do the graphics again, even though the gameplay is exactly the same, Yeah. like they understand the importance of it. If we can get to the point where all these companies think that way, sure, let's stick with some games and try to make them last as long as possible. But, but I, I just don't I, see that happening. I've heard that Riot's, that League of Legends is 
code is still really janky, and people in the chat are saying the same. Oh, thing. really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, there I don't you know go. About it, of course, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Refactoring code. Yeah, refactoring code. You're right. I kept, what was the term that I kept using? Uh, instrumenting. Reinstrumenting code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Refactoring code is. Okay. Yeah, reinstrumenting is changing the way the underlying engine works. Refactoring is cleaning it up and stuff like that. So you can do both. That's cool. You can do both. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that's a very interesting perspective that I hadn't thought about before. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not a programmer. Right, right, right. Uh, okay. But that do, that does make sense. I can see why that would be a reason to not support a game forever, for mm -hmm. sure. But here's the question. From a non-coding standpoint, yeah. from your standpoint, what would you think? I like long-lived games. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I like to still play games that I've been playing for 15, longer than that, years. So I like the idea of having a game that lasts for a long time. Street Fighter V is now four, four years old. Four. I would be happy if it lasted another four. I really mm -hmm, like it. Mm -hmm. um, I think that'd be great. I StarCraft is a good example. I love Brood War. Even StarCraft II is like a yeah, decade yeah. old now. Mm -hmm. Like, it's pretty old. How long did SF4 last? 08 to, to 2015? Something like that? Seven or eight years? Mm -hmm. I don't remember exactly now, but it was something like that. That's pretty long. I like that kind of stuff. I'm bummed that the NRS release schedule has been two years. Mm -hmm. I really hope that MK11 lasts longer than that. So, I want a longer-lived game. I don't think that this means, that this question means that the game needs to be supported for super long. It's... Thank you. Surly Bird. Thank you. It says, do you think fighting games should keep releasing new versions every few years or just support one game for a long time? So it's like a few, three-ish, mm -hmm. right? Versus <laughs> seven or eight. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I, so seven or eight sounds great to me. I, that sounds like a great length mm -hmm. of time from a competitor's standpoint, you really dig into the game. At the same time, like they can tweak the balance a little bit so that it's, it's still fresh, you're still figuring things out. Like That's, mm -hmm. I think, what I prefer. So I do prefer, I think, a longer-lived game that has new characters yeah. up to a point. I don't want a billion characters. Right. And, you know, slightly rebalancing every once in a while. I like a yearly mm -hmm. basis. That makes sense to me. And new cosmetics, that's what I would want, I think. It's funny because someone was talking about some stuff in the chat and it made me realize one of the stories that I heard about Marvel 3 is, remember, that game had two DLC characters, right? It yeah. was Shuma and it was Jill, yeah. right? They were already on disc, right? They were clearly on disc already. And the reason why for that and why the game never got any extra DLC is because the game wasn't built for DLC. Like, they never programmed it with the idea that you could plug in new characters. So literally that game would not have been able to have more yeah, DLC. Okay. You know, so it's just another example of just like how when you build a game in a certain way. Because sure. people are talking about Ultimate. Like, I could see Smash Ultimate lasting for like seven or eight years. I, I agree with that. Yeah, I think that's true. Except for the fact there's like 80 characters, which is crazy. But the thing, Maybe the reason why is because I feel like they built it a little bit differently. Oh, it's yeah. It's clearly built with a lot of this being able oh, to yeah. plug in new stuff. You know what I mean? And if we can get to the point where we can build it and it's so well just made that it's easy for stuff to... Like, honestly, like probably one of the games that's out right now that has the best potential to do that is Skullgirls. Because Mike Z thought about making the game from that point of view 
I mean, we've always talked to each other. We're like, we really want to know what each other's ideas were for game right. engines. I mean, he made it a reality. Mine's still just <laughs> yeah, theories yeah, yeah. But, and everything like that. But it'll be really interesting just to find out how he did it. Because sure. I don't have any game programming knowledge, right? So I, I would all my knowledge just comes from, you know, how I would build a software yeah, yeah. that's like, hey, look at this cool UI. and yeah, yeah. So it'd be really interesting to see how, like, some of my ideas, how they would completely not work. You know, from or some of them that would completely work. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. yeah I agree. It would be really interesting to see. But honestly, like I, 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 if we can get to that point where we can build the game so that they can last long enough, like I'm hoping Ultimate is, yeah. then I'm totally down for it. That so. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, I like the idea, but yeah, I mean, you have to have a practical implement- implementation mm-hmm. of it. <laughs> I don't even know where that's coming from, Curly W. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's true. FGC is largely tied to console life cycles. Well, that's not even necessarily uh, true because Ultra Street Fighter 4 did come out on the PS4. Yeah, eventually. I'm not sure that's so tight. Yeah. yeah. And that's another thing, too, is you would want to design the game so that it is easily more portable between consoles, right? You would have to be smart enough to be able to do something like that, which I just, again, that's all a time and a budget thing. And that's like the hardest part about it, right? I mean, the reason why I I said it was like stabbing me in the heart is because there were so many times that me and my teammates were like, please let us refactor this because it's just a mess. And they're like, how long will this take? Maybe a month. So in a month, we're not getting any new features. And we're like, uh, yes. And they're like, nope. It just, it's just, you know, yeah, it's, just, it's hard to, to convince people to do stuff like that. that. Sense, yeah. Especially with the history of the way games are programmed in Japan. You know what I mean? Like, it's, 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 I think it's a, be a tougher sell than it would be in the States. So. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well. It's interesting, VTN Wesley, you say that, but uh, that's why, uh, so he says, portability of code has never been a concern for gaming, which is a shame. At this point, we know we want NES games to run on PS5 and PC. We know game content doesn't die. That is actually why I'm such a big fan of, oh, what's this company, Digital Eclipse? The one that Frank Cafaldi runs. Oh, yeah, okay. So when he, the last time they did the Mega Man collection, what they did was they built basically a house for Mega Man to exist in. Right. And as long as that house works, everything in the Mega Man will run the same. Right. So whenever they port it to a new system, they only have to port the house. Right, yeah. You know? And so everything else will run. So as long as they can get that, that works. And so he's actually trying to do stuff to fix that problem. And so I've, oh, that's why I was also a big supporter of the 30th anniversary stuff because yeah, yeah. he was the one working on that. So theoretically, no matter what, if we if we had a PS6, PS5, sorry, or 6. Or 6. In the yeah, future, and yeah, you yeah. wanted to port that over there, it should be a lot easier to port that than yeah, that you know, right over there so we can just keep playing him and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, Looney Tunes platform fighter mod would actually be pretty funny. Tasmanian be Devil would be broken. No doubt it would be funny. Tasmanian would be d- broken. Devil would be broken because everybody would get flashbacks to Meta Knight and I think they would just like... Meta Knight. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, sorry. Anything else to discuss on this point? No, no. Alright, do you want to pick one here? Sure. Uh, what do you want to pick? What uh, do you feel like? I would think this one's pretty interesting. Okay, yeah, yeah, let's do that one because that's the commentator-related one, so I think that's kind of Do you prefer to be the stream commentator or the live audience commentator? 
what are the different challenges and skill sets required? Right. What's interesting about that is that outside of Evo, there's not a lot of situations where I feel like that happens. Right? Do we have outside There's of not a lot of situations where that right? happens. Right. It's usually the same one that's being <laughs> yeah, broadcast. Almost always, both, yeah. Right. There's obviously the house guys for Evo, and yeah. then there's the stream guys for Evo. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What's your take on this? I guess I really like both, but I suppose I prefer stream. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's just because I'm comfortable with it. I think that's probably the uh, truth. Okay, okay. Is that I've yeah. just become so comfortable doing it. Over the years, I've had to also do in-house commentary. We now pretty regularly do stream slash in-house at the same mm-hmm. time. It's pretty common. Which usually just ends up being mostly stream commentary. Almost all stream commentary yeah, yeah, still, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe we'll do like a get loud for whoever yeah. and then in-house crowd is like, woo! And then that's yeah. it. Um, <laughs> so it's not exactly the same, but I, yeah, I think I'm just very comfortable with the idea of stream commentary. Yeah. But I like the few times where I've done the house mic without also being on the stream. I've only done it a few times. Oh, really? Yeah. Have I you done it? I don't even know if I've ever Once done Once or that. twice only for me. Okay, okay. Those times, I definitely had fun. And it was it's cool because it's a very different kind of commentary. It's not... In fact, calling it commentary is probably wrong. Right. Yeah. It's just a really different idea. You're you're messing around. You're telling jokes. You you're are actually talking to people in the crowd. Yeah, you're definitely yeah. interacting with the crowd directly, hundred yeah. percent. Uh, you are sort of getting loud in a way that you don't on commentary. Like when I get excited on commentary, I have a way of doing it. And when I'm in the crowd, or if I'm like on a house mic, yeah, house mic it's guy. not the same kind yeah. of like excitement. On a house mic, you can just yell, and everybody else is doing the same thing. Right. Everybody else in the crowd is just yelling. Nobody's like, oh, it was so great that he made this decision. Nobody is doing that. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So that feels more natural to just be like, woo! Whereas on commentary, I don't want to just go, woo! Unless it's like one of the very biggest moments. <laughs> in general, my I want my hype to be something that's more concrete. Right, yeah, yeah. But in a uh, uh, house mic situation, I think that you can more get away with just kind of yelling about it because that's, you have a crowd connection. And I think mm-hmm. that makes a lot more sense, mm-hmm. so... I think it's a lot of fun. It's just something that I haven't done very often and I'm probably less comfortable with. Yeah. I mean, I honestly don't even think that they're particularly comparable. Yeah, they're, it's pretty different, and I they're, think. They're yeah. actually very different because commentary is more like a, a narrative. You're trying to tell a story, right? If you're on the house mic, I don't think the story is as important. No, no. You're, you're not telling a story right, on the right. house mic. No. You're, just, you're just kind of trying to keep everybody excited yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and get everybody, you know, keep the energy going and just engaging audiences. I, I guess it's not true that you're not telling a story because you have to... It's not the same kinds of stories. It's not the same yeah, kinds yeah, of story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, it's maybe more about the player, like the yeah. player, who the player is and what led up to this moment mm-hmm. rather than like the individual decisions the player is making. That's yeah. probably not what you're interested mm-hmm. in, but the story of the player, the story of the tournament story of the crowd you're definitely doing that stuff but not the like individual decisions for sure now i will say though that despite the fact that i think that there are two separate kinds of roles i think there's only one man out there who is the best at combining both of them at the same time that of course is tasty steve (laughs) he's great at it i think i think yipes is also excellent Uh, at it like at evo when it was sf5 while you guys were commentating Uh the house mic was it was Lee Chung, Yipes, Lee Chung, and, and Joe, Joe. Uh-huh. and they did an awesome yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just mean at the same time, 
like combo breaker with uh, Steve jumping up and down and picking up chairs and throwing sure, chairs yeah. while Steve, he's doing Steve this. Is, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I've often said this. I think Steve is the only one of the major commentators of fighting games who's really just a, like a born entertainer. <laughs> like he, like he would just have ended up being an entertaining guy regardless, right? Whether mm-hmm. the fighting games came along or not. Whereas for the rest of us, it's more like we had. Uh, like I guess we could be entertaining, but it's not like what we're born to do. Yeah, I don't yeah, think for yeah, any of us. Yeah, yeah. But for uh, him, uh-huh. it is. Yeah, for him, absolutely. It's. So, Steve, my arm, my arm. Oh my god, it's so yeah. great. Oh man. So. Yeah, but Yipes does a great job, dude. I mean, Yipes yeah, is, yeah, yeah. that's how Yipes began. He certainly wasn't doing, like, granular Commenta- commentary, yeah, I mean, right? Yeah, Scoops like, Haagen-Dazs yeah. wasn't commentary, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. But he's uh You know, I see really at New York Knicks, which nobody still knows what he's actually saying. I know, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> but, yeah. It's good... I think it's I think it's two different kinds it's of skills. Two different kinds of things, yeah. And yeah, I don't know if I've actually I'm trying to think back have I if I've ever done house mic stuff, like solo yeah. house mic stuff. I don't know if I have. When I did it, it was with Yipes once. Okay, okay. What event was that? Something on the East Coast. Okay, okay. Might have been a final round or something. Because I I would love to try it. Like it's something yeah. that I would love to do. But I, the thing about it is like. Like, I like to tell stupid puns and stuff like that. That's not going to work on the house mic, I don't right? think that's true. Why? I mean, because one, it's harder to get the subtlety across for a lot of puns, and two, you don't want to silence the audience. <laughs> I, think would, I think it would be fine. I think it would be fine. <coughs> yeah, that's true. I might actually probably start singing karaoke, too. Well, that's exactly what people did at Evo. It's not, that wouldn't be new. The, oh, I guess that's, that's definitely what, that's like, true. Lee Chung yeah, and Ives yeah. did that, uh-huh, for sure. Uh-huh. They were definitely singing, so... That wouldn't be a new idea. That's uh, funny. But yeah, I think that'd be I think that'd be fun. It's yeah. just something that I haven't done as often, so I think I feel less comfortable doing yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. It's cool. It, I do think that it's a good way to phrase it that they're just different things. They're mm-hmm. not the same ideas. In fact, calling it the audience commentator, yeah, probably not yeah, what yeah, you would yeah, say. Yeah. Even. Mm-hmm. This is just in-house mic. The li- yeah, the house mic. It's just mic, the house yeah. mic. It's just all it is. So. Yeah. And that is completely not true, Parappa the Kappa. My, there is a lot of subtlety in my puns. So much to the point that that is an insult, and now I take away the Mamma Mia idea from the OS, and I will never be using that term ever again. <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> anyway, anything else to say about this? Uh, nope, I'm good. Very mm-hmm. cool questions this week, y'all. And if you would like us to discuss one of the ones that we did not talk about, just resubmit it. Yeah, just resubmit. Just don't resubmit be afraid. It. Don't be afraid to re. Uh, resubmit it as many times as you want. No big deal. Again, you can submit those. If you're watching this on YouTube, just post it below. I check all of those. If you are not, or whatever, just just at Ultra Ten TV on Twitter with it. Let us right. know what you think would be a good idea. Interesting. So, uh, Good Ryan asked, though, as an addendum to that, are you a fan of house mics, or would you rather just... Because he says, in more cases than not, I would rather just listen to the commentators. What do you think? I think sometimes it's hard to hear the commentators. Yeah, my preference is to hear an in-house mic if I'm in an audience. But I think I'm probably biased in the sense that I feel like I know the games really well, so I... Don't, oh, right. You don't, I don't feel need like you the, need commentary. the commentary. Like, it's great to have, gotcha, but I think gotcha. I probably don't need it in a way that maybe right, some people do. Right. If it's a game that I don't know, then it would be great to have the in-house mm-hmm. commentary. At DreamHack, after MK was done, I watched... Um, oh, yeah, I went to Montreal DreamHack, right? Did we talk about that? We talked about that. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I watched StarCraft 
at the end, mm-hmm. and they do have an in-house commentary. It's oh, not just okay. like okay. loud mic; it's right. commentary. And I don't know StarCraft two enough to like know all the things, uh, so, it's, so it's it was important really to have. helpful. Yeah, 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 it was. yeah. Okay, okay, makes sense. Makes sense. Okay, okay. All right. Okay. FGC News. All right. What do we got here? We have ah at TGS, the Tokyo Game Show. Oh, lots of cool stuff. They had some new Guilty Gear footage. That was I. I streamed it live. I restreamed okay. it, and when they started, they showed the same trailer at Evo, and I was like, "Yeah, don't do this. Don't be it. Don't yeah. don't." And then they talked about it. Yeah. For like twenty five minutes, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "No." No. And then they showed new footage, and I was like, yes! They did. <laughs> yes! Like, oh one minute, God. but yeah. Yeah, but, oh, God. I have, you know, it's only been for this new Guilty Gear footage that I think I've really actually ever used YouTube's feature of watching things in slow motion. Oh, I definitely did that, too. Because, <laughs> God damn, this game is so beautiful. And I think Hi-Fi actually, God, I'm doing it again, put out this amazing tweet! Follow him! I, anyway, um... He put out a video where he actually showed like comparable animations, like oh, like okay. uh, like Soul going into his super in Exerd and then his going into the super in the new one. Okay. And god damn, the new one like Exerd already looked beautiful. Yeah, yeah. But then the what, what they're doing with the new one is just it's ridiculous. Like it's just the game looks so amazingly beautiful. It's so smooth. It's <sighs> bright. Very colorful. Right? Yes. Just beautiful animations. And it's... It's just so smooth. <laughs> like it's, yeah. It never feels like anything that happens is a break in the action. Like I, uh-huh, uh-huh. Right? Like, Dude, I feel, I feel that... like in other games, you know if it's clearly a block. It's right, clear, like uh-huh. There's like segmented things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like this game is just like flowing all together. Dude, when it's they, so cool. When they first showed that scene where they knocked the guy down, the guy's going, ah! And you see the back. It looked like it was a background transition thing, but it looks like it just happens at the end of dust. Like there's an air combo finisher ah. that just does it. And because one clip, it didn't look like they were at a stage transition. It just triggered it. Okay. And just, dude, if like if they just do that everywhere, if they just find these moments to change the camera angle, because that's the biggest advantage of. 3D fighting games now is that you can change the camera angle so supers look more dynamic and that's where you kind of lose control of the game so that's where you can do stuff like that but if they can find little extra moments to sneak that in like Tekken doing the zoom in on counter Uh hits you know and stuff like that if they can figure out times to just throw in those little kind of things like that and perfect that because Dragon Ball is very much like that like oh god like it is going to be the most amazing thing. So, Gorgeous footage. Yeah, uh-huh. It's Gorgeous so footage. good. It's so good looking. And then they revealed one new character for about half a second. Like, new, I guess, yeah. Yeah. But returning character. Returning character, which is May, which she actually finally looks like she's grown she up. She grew up a little bit. Yeah, but the thing is, she's already 24 years old before. She was just is like, really? yeah, something like that. She's just, it's just one of those Whatever. lore things yeah. where she just didn't grow older. Okay. But she actually finally looks older, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. And I really kind of like the new design, yeah, too. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, it's really cool looking. She's yeah. just like wearing a hoodie. And I don't know, it's just like, she looks very comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> she does look very comfortable. Yeah. But... Yeah, I think she looks cool, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that, though. I, I, I can't wait to see what other characters in there. I mean, I want Johnny to be in there, but I just have this funny feeling Johnny probably won't be in the very first one. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. 
I don't know, because I think people are probably either mad at him or something right now because he's too good. I hope but, that they have an interesting grappler this time. Yeah. Well, I mean, they just got to put Potemkin back in. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and the funniest thing, too, because, like, he was seriously the most interesting grappler when he first came I remember. Out. Yeah, he sure. Was super interesting. Sure, he was yeah. a novel idea at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, He had it's a fireball. Nowadays, he doesn't keep up. The earthquake was amazing. What, I, I heard what an awesome concept for that. And then he was one of, he had the anti-aircraft. He was, like, the ultimate, like, new kind of grappler. And then people came up with other crazy yeah. things. Then I magnet see, hands came yeah, out. So, but, yeah, but see, the thing about magnet hands is, I I actually feel like it's one of the most underrealized mechanics. I don't feel like it was nearly as interesting as it could have been. I think it's too it's too set play. You know what I mean? Like there are the perfect situations to use it, as opposed to being something that you just use every once in a while to pull them in and kind of stuff like that. So I I, I never thought the magnet was as cool as it was. So. Magnet was definitely underwhelming. When I first heard about it, I was like, what a great idea. Then when I saw the actual implementation of it, I was like, nah, it's not fun. It's not fun. It's not decisions. It's not decisions that you make. It's just you use it in these specific situations. So I felt like it was always kind of boring. And that's the truth. <laughs> Magnet hands. <laughs> Probably the coolest design in all fighting games. Anyway, yeah, gorgeous looking game. <laughs> gorgeous looking game. I'm very excited to see more of it. That wasn't all with respect to gear. Uh, there was a little talk about it, and I guess they're trying to... Well, what the statement is, is that it's supposed to be less complex and yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, There's a lot of that stuff in there, and... You know, I, I think it was Banana Ken who put out a tweet. Is you can make it less complex, but still keep it so that there's a lot of depth and skill to it. Of course. It. And that's how I've been arguing. I mean, I hate the whole skill ceiling at barrier of entry tied to each other. There's a lot of ways you can do this. Of course. Or do this. And so if they can handle it correctly, I'm, I'm okay. Like, if they put Super Dash in the game, I will smash someone over the head. <laughs> well, of course. With, 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 with one of these pictures. Top, top, well, bottom five all-time worst mechanics, IMO. You really think so? I huh? think it's horrible. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I just think that, you know, there's definitely ways that you could do it right, so. Yeah, see, BB Tag is a great example. I've always thought right. BB Tag is a great example because totally. it's easy to get into. It's not that many buttons. It's, not many, it's easy to kind of do stuff. But then that game just gets super complicated, yes. and it's wonderful that if way. If you want to, you can play by just pressing the A button over and over, and your character yeah, goes, dun, dun, uh -huh, whatever, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. You don't actually need to do the hard stuff at a bottom mm -hmm. level, which mm -hmm. is cool. Yep. Mm -hmm. And still very complex at the top. Is Danger Time number one worst mechanic? It's close. It is. It's for it's sure one of them. Yeah. yeah. I remember we had this conversation once. I feel like we came up with that and Pandora from Cross <laughs> as the worst. <laughs> the two worst. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, man. Pandora. Gear. God. The new Guilty Gear will be playable Best thing at about CEO Taco. The Teppan actually gave you a Pandora card. <laughs> And yeah. It won me a game once. Yeah. <laughs> it won me a game one time. <laughs> I was so happy about that. So yeah, it's CEO Taku, which is now in a week and a half or something. Yeah, it's uh, gonna be. It will be playable there. It's gonna be. <sighs> in addition, Grambu will be there. BB Tag 2.0 will be there, and the new Undernight will be there. 
Nice work, nice work. I'm gonna go book my ticket to see Otaku. Big How news. are we not going to this thing? How are you not going? Oh my god. Oh, god. Nice work. That's really cool. I'm gonna start a GoFundMe to fly me out to see Otaku so I can just report and, uh, you know, report on it as a reporter. That's all I'm doing. I'm just gonna play those games all day. For sure. God damn. Yeah, also a new Guilty Gear trailer there as well. So that's a big coup for the old Jabaili. Nice work. I'll say. I'll say. In Grand Blue news, Mm -hmm. Matera was announced. Is that. Okay, this is why I haven't heard about this, because I probably did hear it, and it meant nothing to me, unfortunately. Oh, so not playable demo, just the trailer for Guilty Oh, I Gear. thought it was playable. Yeah? Not wrong? I, I think see. that's what I Yeah, heard. I know Vi did have a Pandora comeback. No, he did it in a combo, I think it was. So. I don't remember anymore. Yeah. Not, not playable. playable? Okay, my bad. Okay, 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 I don't need to go, I don't need to go, I don't need to go. <laughs> well, there's going to be new BB Tag 2.0 stuff there. They're also announcing the final 2.0 characters, I think, this weekend. This weekend, yeah, on the twenty on America the 21st, okay. Japan the 22nd. Yeah. Anyway, okay. that's all cool news. I don't know what to say about the new Grand Blue character. Yeah, that's right. Guilty Gear is going to be playable at Arc Revo World Finals is what it is, and that's going to be in October or November. I can't remember. Yeah, as I mentioned, Tag 2.0, Undernight, and Grand Blue will be at CEO Taco. Uh, I mean, I'll try Grand Blue. I feel like it may be a situation like with both Undernight and then with BB Tag, where I try it and I don't have any expectations about caring about it at all, and then I, it turns out I love it, like which is definitely what happened with both of those two. Yeah. So maybe for Grand Blue, but right now my state of mind is I don't really care, but we'll see. I'm open. Yeah, I mean, I I do like a lot of the ideas that they're putting into it, and I like that the that that they're bringing a card game mentality to st- to outside stuff like the stats and things like that and so i'm really curious to see how that's going to work i love the there's the button for the special move with cooldown or you do the motion for less cooldown yeah. like i love that kind of stuff and so i'm really interested to see how this game is going to work i don't know if it's going to be for me yeah but it definitely looks interesting so yeah matera trailer got retweeted faster than any fighting game could have done probably i imagine it's Japan, super popular that right through that thing probably spread like wildfire that makes sense yeah okay okay what else do we got i think that's it actually because we kind of went out of order on some other stuff and so just covered that's, a lot of the things that's uh, all we got this week yeah, okay okay cool i actually have a Strangely new, compelling Teppin deck right now. Okay. I'm actually yeah, gonna, was it what you were telling me before? Yeah, I'll probably actually stream it later on this week or something like that. Maybe Please on Friday do. or something like that. And uh, yeah, it was surprising. I never thought. I always thought Mega Man was going to be a terrible hero, but I've found kind of a weird way to make him work with Gaia armor, and it's basically just replacing Chun Li on with Gaia and using that Chun Li eight card as the ultimate powerhouse. But instead, gaying it. So nobody can Shinku, sorry, guying it, so that nobody can uh, target it with like Shinku Hadouken or or Wesker destroy a card with five me. You know what I mean? So it's and it's weirdly been working better than the Chun Li Yan deck. It's really really interesting. So it's it's actually really cool. What was the DOA news that I missed some big stuff? 
My bad if so. That's right, uh, Nero will come out in Teppin. He's going to be a That's new hero. That's right, yeah. We don't know the color yet, though. Yeah, we don't know color or hero Although arts. Although someone said that there was a glow on them that kind of gives it away because the characters oh, always yeah? have kind of a glow. And he does have a little green tint on the side of his cheek, so he might be a green character. I wonder how they pick. I don't know. Cause I was thinking about that earlier today. Because Rufus is a green card. and I know, right? Why? Like, I would have imagined that Nero would be like a black deck or something like that. I wouldn't want him to be purple because Dante's already purple. Yeah. And I don't want them both to be purple. Yeah. But still, at the same time, like, it'd be weird to make... Uh, I, have, I don't even know anything yeah. about the, the character. Yeah. So. Uh, what happened? Momiji in DOA coming on the 19th. Okay. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Okay. I know. There's only four colors in Teppin right now. They only have red, which is... It's very magic-based. Red is offense, green is defense, purple is control, and black is risk-slash-death kind of thing, so... Momiji is Ryu Hayabusa's apprentice and the Dragon Shrine Maiden of the Hayabusa clan. Hmm, okay. She is the keeper of the dragon's eye, a sacred jewel that is said to hold the spirit of a mighty dragon. Is she actually from the Ninja Gaiden games? First appearance. Ninja Gaiden Dragon Sword, 2008. Oh, there you go. Okay. There you go. Yeah, she's from Ninja Gaiden. Cool. <laughs> cool, dude. I don't mean to no-sell it. I just didn't know. My, my bad. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, okay. That's cool. cool. So it's yeah. a, kind of a, like a guestish character, but I mean, Ryu Hayabusa is in the game already. Her so. DOA debut was DOA 5 Ultimate oh, in 2013. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So she's James. already beat into there. Oh, God. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. This, this guy with all the DOA knowledge here. Sorry. Correct. It's my bad. It's my bad. Correct. Okay. What else is going on? Uh, I. Played some Teppin earlier today. I opened packs and I got some stuff. I haven't made the new decks yet, but I guess I'll do that maybe tonight or tomorrow. Okay. I did a uh, fun game. I'm gonna be continuing the Phoenix Wright streams on Thursday. Uh, I'm trying to get them out on YouTube. They're actually ready to be published. I'm just trying to make some cool uh, uh, pictures for it for the thumbnail. That's the word I'm looking oh, yeah. for. God, I completely forgot. Oh yeah, Go Gogito showed up. So there was footage of him. He's really tall and big. Is he another Goku Vegeta mix? Are you serious? I mean, he's got to be, right? So. I said, why are you asking me? <laughs> I'm not. I'm just looking at you. Okay. I'm not asking you. So he is another fusion. Okay. Okay. He's another Goku. So we are getting another Goku. Uh, also, as JGB Pro eighty eight wants us to point out, the last the last Furia Tika will be happening. Oh no. Oh, the last one? Will be happening October 5th and 6th. You can register on Smash GG and visit know. the Facebook for more information. Why is it the last one? That's a bummer. Know. That's kind of that's a good question. And I should probably also mention that uh, uh, they just announced this, uh, but I will be going to Fight Fest in Dominican Republic in a couple weeks. Oh, cool, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Congrats. So heading down there. So you I'm get to really, go back to DR. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. Yeah, that was so fun. That, that was uh, not something I was expecting to happen. <laughs> it just kind of came together all of a sudden. Cool, dude. That's so, awesome, man. Yeah, so I'm happy about that. So I'm going to be doing that. Uh, I'm going to be heading out there pretty soon, so that's going to be cool. It's going to be nice. fun. Uh... Was there a 130 entrance for Chicago Tekken for Red Bull Conquest? That's awesome, wow. dude. 
Nice. Yeah, we mentioned that. Arxis is revealing the five characters this weekend for Blaze Blue. Yeah. Cross tag battle. Excited yeah. about that. Yeah. So. Yeah, it is still really strange that in Dragon Ball, they're just not adding any of the female characters in that game. And all the female characters in that game always have a dude helping them. Except for Android 21. It's the only one that doesn't have it. So it's kind of weird. Anyways. <coughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, what? What is that? What up? Uh, not too much information right now, but SF5, SF5 will have an online tournament in the future. A few details came with the new update. Okay. I don't know uh, also, that. the response from GGB Pro 88 re Tika, uh -huh. is, Our main TO has done it for five years, but he might be moving for other projects in the future. That means he won't take over for the next year at the very least. We are looking for other TOs to take up the mantle. We'll see how it goes. Well, I hope that does go well. Good luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Okay, okay. Ah, I hope that happens. That would be a shame if it stopped. Yeah, how long has it been going on for now? Uh, I don't know. He says he's done it for five years, so it's either five years or he took it over from somebody else. Sure. So This is a tournament in Costa Rica we're mm -hmm. talking about, by the mm -hmm. way. Hope that works out. Yeah, man, anything else going on? Uh, not much. Like I said, just uh, if you guys want to tune in. The Phoenix Wright streams have been super fun. I've actually been really enjoying the games a lot, and someone put it out really well, is that it's really just a visual novel, right? It's, yeah, it's, yeah, There's yeah. nothing about that. You're just doing it for the story. Yeah. And actually, the first game, the storyline, has actually been turning out kind of interesting. They, they, they did a good job weaving some interesting narratives in the first one. It's a lot of fun. So, so. I know that the system is loosely based on the Japanese legal system. But I had always thought that it was supposed to be basically a joke otherwise. Uh -huh. And then a few days ago, I read an article that was about the development of it originally. Uh -huh. And, I mean, according to this article at least, it was not supposed to be a joke. I mean, there's jokes in it, obviously. Right. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. but that the idea of this defense... This, uh, uh, you're a defense attorney, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh -huh. yeah uh -huh. this defense, defense attorney who has all these challenges to mount and it's just at the absolute end of his rope all the time and <laughs> is given the short end of the stick by the legal system like that's real yeah oh is it yeah oh dang okay because i have i've also heard that in japan it's actually accurate that the lawyer is the one doing all the investigating work. i've heard that as well yeah, yeah like that that's actually how it works yeah i read that the conviction rate in japan is 99 percent which yeah, means that right. it's yeah. not just that's not just about them picking the right people to go after right you just can't mm. you just you're not that yeah, right yeah, as a human uh -huh, so uh -huh. <laughs> they're they're railroading people for sure right for sure <laughs> and the defense attorneys just don't have great chances that's really funny too because like half of those storylines are like this guy's never lost a case this prosecuting attorney's never lost a case there you go well there's that's definitely that's accurate good. then it's yeah not, uh -huh. it's not good for the system to have prosecutors yeah, 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 yeah. who haven't lost a but case but i just thought that that's was bad. like an exaggeration of just no, how good dude, they were yeah. but that's actually like a legit thing yes. there's probably a bunch of them yes. that have never lost case yeah yeah, the lawyers have to do the investigation. That's what I've heard about. That's, I've heard that as well. Yeah. Again, I'm no expert in that, but I've read yeah. just a couple of things about it. That's what I've yeah. read. So that's how it is. So. Yeah, dude. Cases suck. <laughs> I've never gone to court. Yeah. I'm not kind of probably. The games have been fun. The games have been fun. And it's funny, too, because you can tell they try to make it more about the American audience and stuff like that. Like The translation. Yeah, the translation. Yeah. They I think it's supposed to be based in the U.S. in the translation. Right, okay, so part but, of what I heard about... 
in this article was that the U.S. well, the English translation gets rid of a lot of the things that were more like incisive commentary in favor of like silly jokes. Oh, really? That's what I read. Interesting. So, so the game actually the game, had right? the but game actually in Japan, in Japan had a little Japanese bit of a has almost like a like a satirical but more yeah. biting kind uh, of uh, critical. Uh, 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 yep, yep, yep. Dang, man! Now I want to play a fan translation of this yeah, game, yeah. dude. That'd be interesting. The, the, the American localization is very good. I think it's very, yeah, very good. It's but, funny. like, I would like to see what the kind of commentary is, right. you know, about, like, how unfair it is to the defense and stuff like that. So, that'd be yeah. really cool. I, I, I've always wanted to learn Japanese, but I always know that if I learn Japanese before I learn Chinese, that I think my parents would kill me. So, <laughs> so it's always been kind of a, a pipe dream for me. So, a pipe dream. Yeah. Um, that's all I got. Yep, that's about all I've got too. But again, you know, feel free to check out that stream. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be good times. So okay, uh, cool. Uh, anything going on this weekend for you? Anything crazy? It's going to be pretty chill, huh? Uh, might go to a Mortal Kombat local Saturday. Oh, I'd like to go to Super. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's I go to Super. Like to, let's do that. Let's do that. Keep me, keep me in the loop for that one, cause I. I'll just send you a text about. I mean, there was some stuff I needed maybe to do Saturday. this weekend. I forgot. Yeah. Shoot, I gotta figure it out. I gotta, I gotta figure out my schedule. Okay, okay. Uh, I've played Fantasy Strike. All right. See you guys later. That's probably uh, for the best. Have a good night. You're probably uh, right, James. Let's let's go ahead and burn ourselves out of here. Let's uh, find the bird. It was actually on my worst of list from last year. <laughs> Our yearly Ultra Gen Awards. Quick, quick, where's the thing? Quick, okay, Find the bird. Here we, here we go. Okay, there we go. Yes, all right, all right. See you guys next week. Have a good one and peace out. Look at those green eyes. Green eyes.